What's up, everyone? This is AJ, your host, and welcome back to another episode of Attack the Talk. Um, as you guys can see, solo pod today. It is just me. Uh, I will be representing the podcast. Hopefully, you guys get to join me and we get to go in and chat live. But Zach and Lex are not able to join me today for two completely different reasons. <laughs> um, Lexi is not feeling well. She is sick, so she wasn't able to go ahead and make it. Kyron, what's up, my buddy? Uh, thank you for joining me, man. Uh, hopefully, uh, you're doing all well. Please let me know uh, how you're doing. Um, but yeah, so Lexi's sick, and Zach is in Cancun. <laughs> so two completely different reasons, uh, but just me today, guys. Um, hopefully, you guys get to go ahead and stick around with me. We're going to be uh, continuing on with the episode. Um, yeah, we're going to be... Going on season three, episode four. This will be uh, part one. We'll be starting um, this episode. This episode's name is Trust. We'll be focusing on just the beginning of the episode. Uh, this episode might be a little bit of a shorter episode because, again, it's just me. So, um, but we can go ahead and and uh, if we have, if you guys have any sort of AOT topics you guys want to talk about here, just let me know. You know, just go ahead and drop them over in chat. Uh, Kyron. Awesome to hear that you're doing good, man. Uh, we love it. And uh, yeah, Kyron, if you have anything on your mind in terms of AOT content, my my friend, just let me know. We can go and talk about different topics. Um, yeah, because I want to just focus on just the beginning of this episode. It kind of like ends in a certain point in the beginning of it. There's a certain little pause. So I figure why not stop there? And, uh, and yeah, so... As I said earlier, it might be a little bit of a shorter episode, but if we have stuff we want to talk about, we can go ahead and talk about them. Um, but yeah, because you guys know that as soon as we start focusing on a certain topic, we go down this this rabbit hole. We go talk about these different crazy little tangents, and I love it. And uh, we'll see where this where this episode takes us. Um, but yeah, guys, so just me today. Um, there we go. Let's refocus there. But yeah. So I hope let's all wish uh, Lexi well uh, and hope that she gets better soon. Um, and Zach is having a tremendous time over in Cancun. So let's all wish them uh, all the best, the best of vibes. And uh, yeah, guys, who knows? Maybe Lexi will stop by over in chat. Let us know that she's doing well. I know that she has kind of been bedridden. Um, yeah, she's... She's been going through it, guys. <laughs> you guys are fully aware of, of the concussion she's dealt with, you know, from playing volleyball. And uh, and unfortunately, this is her spring break week. And, of course, what happens is she gets sick. So <laughs> she can't catch a break. Uh, seems like she was uh, having uh, herself like a nice... Uh, I remember last week she told us she was, she had a, a good weekend. You know, she went out as a girls' night and stuff. You know, and uh, she had a lot of a lot of fun. And oh, SB, what's up, SB? We have missed you. Welcome back, and thank you so much for showing love to the hat. I appreciate that. Um, definitely, SB. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's hope that Lexi feels better. Um, but so happy that you're here to join us or join me us as in you know kyron as well anybody else is joining us you know go ahead and pop in and chat and say hi uh we'd love to go ahead and get the interactions going uh you know you guys know that we are a tremendous community here we're all just tremendous fans of this amazing anime right attack on titan and uh and yeah and uh sb so happy that you're here please please let us all know how have you been what have you been up to? How are things going? How are you doing? We would all love to go ahead and hear. And uh, and uh, again, 
so happy that you're here to, to, to join us live as we're streaming here. It's, it's awesome. Um, yeah. So very, very cool. But definitely, Lexi, feel better. Uh, Zach, keep keep up those great vibes, man, over in Cancun. He texted me to, uh, earlier today or, or yesterday, actually. He said that he was... Uh, he was living it up, man. Cancun, he was over on a boat and, uh, you know, just all good vibes and stuff. So, you know, so shout out to Zach. He still took the time to go ahead and post a poll question for us yesterday, guys. And, uh, and yeah. So, Zach, of course, you know, we're thinking of you. But, yeah, guys, so we're going to have uh, an interesting Q&A to go ahead and, and, and talk about. Um, we have the poll results. We got to go ahead and, and find out. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a good topic of conversation. Hopefully we go ahead and get into some, uh, some heavy discussion about it because I have some questions I want to ask you guys as to why you guys are deciding a certain way when it comes to the poll. Um, I think this is a very interesting question that we asked this week and I'm excited to go and see what the results uh, show. And SB, she, uh, she chimed in saying doing, that she's doing great. Uh, I've been stuck at hockey games on Sundays and there's no service, but I've been listening on uh, the podcast every week on Spotify. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, that's awesome. I didn't know you play hockey. Are you the one playing? Are you there supporting? We'd love to go ahead and hear. And, 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 and that's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, it's so cool to go ahead and, and find out when, you know, people are, are, are active in sports and all that. I'm, I myself, I, I play in uh, a Thursday night adult basketball league every week. Um, so it's super fun to go ahead and just kind of get out there, you know, right. And just like play a sport that you enjoy and all that. SB says she's just watching. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, very, very cool. Yeah. You know, I've actually only been to one hockey game and it was an amazing experience. And I don't know why I haven't been to any others. I think it's just because I, I just, I, I'm not too familiar with hockey at all. Um, and, uh, but I just know that when I was there with my friends, it was just an awesome time. Yeah. So that's super, super cool um, to find out that you're, that you're there watching some hockey games on Sunday. And no worries at all if you're not able to join us. You, you know SB as much as I would love for you to go ahead and join us live because I enjoy interacting with you. Um, I just appreciate the fact that you continue to support us by just watching uh, the Spotify um, when we upload the episodes. So that's super cool. Um, but yeah. So we'll keep plugging away, guys, with, uh, with these episodes. This episode... Um, Episode four, season three, trust. We'll probably break down into three parts. So, as I mentioned earlier, we will be focusing on just the beginning of it, because um, it does kind of pause in like I want to say like three parts. Um, so it only makes sense to go ahead and just kind of uh, focus on just the first part, because if we were to focus on you know the first and second parts, this would probably be like a who knows maybe a three hour podcast episode. And I don't want to go ahead and do that without Lexi or without Zach here, um, because you know. I feel like we get better. Uh, we get a better kind of. We were able to go ahead and show the episode better and, and have the visualization be better when, you know, Lexi is going to be, you know, doing voices as Hanji and all that and stuff. So I know, Hech, uh, I know Lexi does uh, a kick ass job as, as Hanji. So unfortunately for today, there's going to be some Hanji lines. So I will just be uh, filling in and reading as in this episode um, Hitch and Hanji. As for the other voices, I'll do my best to go ahead and uh, bring these characters to life, as you know that we try to do. Um, and yeah. You know what? One of these days, I'm going to have to really go ahead and figure out. I'm going to have to ask Nate. Shout out to Nate on how to really, really uh, 
get this camera to not constantly like try to refocus because <laughs> as you can see it's just like as as i'm streaming here it just wants to go ahead and constantly either focus on me or focus on van gogh over here i don't know what's focusing on and the focus focusing over on ryuk over here I, I don't i don't know but it's trying to pick and choose what it wants to focus on but i just want it to focus here on me please <laughs> i'll have to go ahead and hit up nate about that one of these days it's just, you know, the week kind of gets crazy and you kind of like get stuck in your usual routine and all that. And then you just kind of, you know, forget about it. And next thing you know, here we are Sunday again, dealing with the same issues. And I'm just like, dang it, I should have reached out to Nate. But it's okay. All right. I think what we should do is uh, we should go ahead and now get to the question or get to the, the poll results. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, as I said, I'm excited to see what the results are for the poll question. So I think I want to save that one for last. Um, cause I want to ask you guys, as I mentioned, like, why did you choose a certain way, you know, and, um, we can get into discussions about each of the, the options. Um, so we'll go ahead and we'll do the question and we'll see what responses we get. I'm excited to go ahead and see that. I have to remind myself, let's, let's see what question we asked this week. And also, guys, as I mentioned earlier, um, if there's anything that you guys want to go ahead and talk about in terms of, you know, AOT, if you have something that's on your mind or something that's been bothering you about the episodes or whatever and stuff, like, or, or if there's little insights or little, like, awesome teasers that, you know, you guys have, you know, talked about, whatever. If there's something you guys want to mention about maybe even, you know, the most recent episode, go ahead and drop it over in the chat. We can go ahead and talk about it. It'd be cool to go ahead and have awesome discussions about different AOT topics. Um, yeah, guys, so this is kind of going to be, as I, as I said, like, because it's just me, this is going to be uh, part one as we're discussion, uh, discussing the episode. But also, this could be slash, like, you know, slash OVA-esque type episode as well. Um, I don't have any planned topics in mind, but if there's anything on your guys' mind, as I mentioned, go ahead and drop it in chat. We can go ahead and talk about it. That'd be a lot of fun. But now to the Q&A. Let's see what we got. Ooh, this one is, uh, oh man, this one's an interesting one. And Kyron's asking, has everyone seen the most recent episode? Please, yes, that is very important. I should have go. I should have started off with that. <laughs> I figured, hey, we're already going three weeks. That's enough time. But hey, you never know. Um, actually, too, with the poll question, I even called Lex. And I was like, Lex. Do you think this is an okay question to ask considering like there's something that involves the most recent episode? I'm like, man, is three weeks enough time? And, you know, just Lexi said, I think that's enough time. So we decided to go ahead and ask that question because uh, <laughs> I didn't want to go ahead and give away too much. As I mentioned, you know, in past episodes, you know, we would hate to be any reason to go ahead and spoil anybody for just the amazing kind of like shock factor that that we all get in these crazy episodes in Attack on Titan. So, uh, yeah, very important question, Kyron. Thank you so much for that. Has everyone seen the most recent episode? SB Shia said yes. I myself have, of course. I know Kyron has as well. But, uh, but yeah, so now the question we got here, guys, is uh, this one is kind of a toughie. So, in regard to last week's episode, Irvin talked about his father's story. And it is a very tragic one. Because we know that this is essentially the teacher that just knew too much. Um, 
had a very curious mind and he was very knowledgeable as well. And we see that he knew certain things that we are going to see way down the line. As in his classroom, he's literally showing an illustration of like on this chalkboard, he's drawn out the three different walls, right? And then he shows past the wall, the sea. And there we see coming from the sea is a family. So as we see this family on the shore walking to the wall, um, it's something that we don't see until way later on, right? So Irvin's father obviously knows some important details. And he even mentioned that being a teacher, um, he's not able to really speak his truth and really teach these, these kids, his students, the truth, right? And one of those students is his son, Irvin. And Irvin's father explains to us that the government is essentially giving the teachers these textbooks of just watered down versions of what really the government wants these teachers to teach these students. And we find now that Irvin has, Irvin's father, excuse me, has a very interesting theory as to the reason why the history is so skewed, right? People are like, okay, it's been 100 years of just the safety from these Titans, but what happened before then? Why don't we really remember? And then his theory obviously is that, um, unfortunately, history has been wiped from their memories. It's a super crazy out there theory, right? And it's something that Irvin himself asks in class, but of course, Irvin, Irvin's father, the teacher, cannot give the truth because... He's aware that if he were to do that, um, unfortunately, things would not end well for him. And later that day, when they are at their home, Irvin's father tells young Irvin the truth. And being a child, I mean, it doesn't say exactly what age Irvin is at this point, but we know it looks like he's probably like anywhere from like elementary school, right? He's very, very young. And once Irvin's father tells young Irvin the truth, at least as far as the best way that he would want to go ahead and really answer that question, right? That question that Irvin had in class. Uh, he tells him his theory. And then what does Irvin do as a, as a young child? I mean, you, you can't help but be excited that, hey, my father told me this. He didn't tell the class, but he told me this. So he tells his close friends and unfortunately word gets out and we unfortunately know what happens. Um, Irvin's father was, he didn't make it home. Unfortunately, he, he died suddenly and tragically. And the government says that it was just a freak accident. Um, a young child in Irvin lo loses his father because of Irvin's excitement, right? Because of, of him wanting to, he's just so excited and wanted to tell, he wanted to speak these, this truth to his friends. And word got around, and unfortunately, that's what was the nail in the coffin. Um, and so, Irvin, now grown up, he has seen the truth. He has seen what real motivations the government has. And it's not to go ahead and protect. It doesn't even involve humanity. It is pretty much to just preserve the wealth and the power that these figures have and to protect their own belongings. Right, it's to protect their homes, it's protect their treasures, their money, their wealth, right? 
protect their power. And it's all comes down. It all comes down to greed. And Irvin sees this now as the man that he is, as the commander of the scouts. And we know Irvin is a badass, right? And so he has now made it his mission to find out his father's truth because he knows that they killed him because his father was close to the truth. So I need to make it my mission now to go ahead and find that truth and to prove to everyone, to prove that my father was right. So that brings us to this question. <laughs> Irvin made it his mission to atone for his father's death and prove that his father was right. Now, I asked you all, do you feel that Irvin fulfilled that mission? It's such a tricky question because that truth, right? Now, what is that truth? Um, is the truth finding at, finding Grisha's notepad, his 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 notes, his research in his cellar or back in Shiganshina? Is that the truth? Because if we're qualifying that as the truth, then unfortunately, Irvin didn't see that truth. Now, um, that's kind of an interesting question. Like, what is the truth here? But let's find out what some of you guys said. Very, very curious. And let's start with Aaliyah underscore Yancey underscore 2004. Keeps it very, very short and simple and just says yes. Thank you so much for, for the response, Aaliyah. And, uh... And again, it's up to interpretation. I would love to go ahead and maybe get a little bit more insight as far as why you say yes. But nonetheless, you agree that, you know what? Irvin fulfilled his mission. Now, continuing, we got Keo Taxa. I probably butchered that. I apologize, Keo. But Keo replies saying, possibly Irvin led others, in parentheses, Levi, to find the truth and they didn't since Irvin couldn't, right? Or excuse me, that Irvin led them to the truth and they did find that truth since Irvin couldn't. Interesting. Now, Irvin is a tremendous leader. We know that he's willing to do whatever it takes, right? To go ahead and just take one step closer to the truth, the little victories, right? And... We know Irvin takes satisfaction in those each in those steps that he takes. And uh and yeah. So Keo's saying here that while Irvin wasn't able to find that truth, he led others to that truth. And yes, that is a great point. Right? Um so in in, in that it's kinda like, okay, he 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 is the reason why that truth was found. And I totally understand that. Keo, I, I mean, because we, I think we can all agree that if it wasn't for the leadership that Commander Irvin has and is 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 showing, and and just again that tenacious, just uh, constant, um, you know, just pursuit in that truth, that the other scouts wouldn't have been able to get to where they where they got, where they were able to eventually find, right? Um, SB. 
Espy also says she took the truth as that there is humanity beyond the walls. Interesting. Okay. I like that. Thank you so much for clarifying that. And uh, what does Espy say? Espy has to say, yes, if it wasn't for some of the chances and gambles that Irvin took, parody would have fallen. Yes, that is a great point. And we know that Irvin is a gambling man, right? As I mentioned earlier, that he is willing to do whatever it takes to go ahead and take those small victories. Unfortunately, we've seen him sacrifice a lot of scouts, right? Just to get to that big picture, just to go ahead and secure a victory, right? Um, but yeah, that's a great point. Now, Irvin himself, as I mentioned, is a strong-willed individual, and uh, he will not take no for an answer. And uh, because of again those chances, I agree, SB, that they were able to really um, continue on with the with this crazy adventure that these scouts are on. Now, had Commander Irvin not been the commander, say Keith Sadis, right, the commandant, the, the the drill the drill sergeant, right? Had he never retired and given the now command to to Irvin, do you think? Commander Sadis, the commander of the scouts, do you think he would get the scouts to where they are? Do you think he is that risk taker? Do you, do you guys think that that Keith Sadis would be able to get the scouts, maybe not as far as Irvin did, because that those are, you know, some pretty big shoes to fill. But who knows? I mean, again, to your point, SB, like, I think that Irvin is a huge reason why this island didn't just absolutely perish, right? When all hell just, you know, went crazy and everything, right? These titans showed up literally at the doorstep of Shiganshina, right? Um, I think lesser men would have just, again, taken the very defensive approach, but not Irvin. Now, Irvin saw this as an opportunity to look, this is our chance to go ahead and find the truth. And Irvin had to deal with a lot, right? He had to deal with literally traitors that are infiltrating their inner circle, right? Irvin had to go ahead and just continue pushing forward when he had to deal with the female Titan. And Irvin had to go ahead and fight through, you know, literally saving Aaron without a freaking arm now so many people again lesser men would have quit would have died would have given up not Irvin. and again sb great point that the island itself would have fallen without Irvin. and i think you're right now in terms of that question about keith sodas let's see sb says uh um i don't think sodas would have taken as many chances definitely not um and Kyron says, not at all. Interesting. And joining us in chat is Lexi. Lexi says, hell no. Irvin's gambling and intuition was beyond anyone else in the anime. She says, hi, guys. Uh, what's up, Lex? Thank you for joining us here live in chat. We hope that you're feeling better. I know that we all wish you well. Um, if you, if you want to give us an update, we'd love to find out uh, how you're doing. And uh, yeah, thank you again for joining us, Lex. As I mentioned, Lex, that I will be standing in and just reading the lines of both Hitch 
and Hanji. I will not be able to execute Hanji as great and amazing as you do. But Lexi, she is updating us saying that I still have a fever and migraines, but medicine and rest is helping. And thank you all for the concern. That's awesome. Well, so happy to hear that you're doing better, Lex. Alrighty. What's the next response we got? Now we got a few of them from, from Eddie. So the Eddie Hinston, who has, I believe, two responses as Eddie Hinston. He has a response also as Art De Juan. All right, let's see what Eddie has to say. Eddie says first that his father's death did have his long life work. Let me read this again. His father's death did have his long life work cut out for him. Okay, I'm going to try to decipher that, Eddie. <laughs> his father's death did have his long life work cut out for him. Okay, his, I think he means that his father's long life of work, right? And, um, and finding that truth, I think that I want to say Ir that Eddie's thinking that Irvin had his work cut out for him, right? Kyron's saying that uh, it sounds like you're about to turn into a Titan just like me, Lex. <laughs> Let us know, Lex. Once you feel better, what Titan do you end up inheriting? We know it's not going to be the cart Titan. I guess the easy suggestion would be you're going to become the female Titan, which is, that would be amazing because that means you get to have the power of manifestation. That'd be so awesome. But also, if you're the beast Titan, I'm curious to see what beast you're going to be. My money's on a, a rabbit. But continuing on here, Eddie says that, okay, I think he can, this is kind of like a, a split into one response here. Uh, continuing, Eddie says that he did his best. He did more as a commander than any other commander before him. And yes, I mean, I know we don't necessarily see the entire chain of command, but from what we've seen from Sadis, I mean, Sadis, I mean, he just was a broken man literally at the start of the episode. We know that he had to be the one to go ahead and, and give the bad news to, uh, to that, I'm, I can't remember the name, but the mother, right? who at the beginning of the episode when the scouts return from their from their expedition here and their encounter with titans um, they come back with very very few scouts and that mother comes over asking where her son is and all Sadis could do is just give that mother her son's like hand literally that's all that's left is a hand um and Sadis was a, he was an absolute broken man he was done so again, I guess that question, Sadis, I mean, what, he wouldn't have been able to make those gambles and take those chances and really push through when, when, things, when things seem so close to defeat, right? So it's, I guess it's a good thing that Sadis wasn't the commander because then I, I think as to SB's point, uh, the island of parody would be, uh, <laughs> things would not be looking good. There might not there might not be an island. Lexi's banking on the jaw titan. She says the jaw titan for sure. I think she really, really likes that jaw titan. All right. And uh, the other response we have from Eddie, who is uh, as Art Dewan says, yes, he pushes through to the very end. I love it. We know he does. We know that uh, there's no quit in Commander Irvin. We also have from Portraits by K.A. Awesome. Yes, he fulfilled it. It's just sad that he couldn't see the fruits of his labor. Yes, I think we all can agree that we all hated to see Irvin go. Um, that was a tremendous loss. 
that's a that the scouts you know had and uh and it sucks that it came down to a decision between one or the other right it was so difficult for me because i had my favorite character and then i had obviously what seemed maybe there was the more logical choice oh man lexi remembers we were both screaming at the tv as we were watching it and uh and yeah it was tough. It was very, very tough, and it was a huge loss that the scouts had 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 to endure. And uh, and it makes you wonder, like, if the oh, that's Kyron's photography page. Awesome. So, duh, portraits by Kyron. Okay, awesome. Portraits by K. A. Thank you so much for the response, Kyron. Does that mean you have another response, Kyron, or is that your only one? I think that's your only one. Or did you send one, Kyron? Did you send one over and? Is that the only is that the only response that you have? Maybe you message one as well. But thank you so much for that, Kyron. Um But yeah, I, I to your point, um I love that, Kyron, where it's like, yeah, um It is sad that you know he just wasn't able to go ahead and see the outcome, right? But we do kind of find out from this most recent episode that maybe he has been watching the entire time. Huh? Huh? Maybe he's just been rooting for them from afar. From very, very afar. Him and all of his other friends and, 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 and team and, and, you know, his family and all that. And uh, so that's very, very cool to go ahead and see. Right? We talked about it last week. That that scene was, was very, very beautiful. And uh, it was very, very heartwarming. But, um, but yeah, wow. While Urban wasn't able to go ahead and be there physically, we, we, we know that he was rooting for them from, uh, you know, from far. But Lexi also goes and she uh, she wants she, she informs me here that I'm talking about the mom of Moses Braun in the first episode. And that is true. Yeah, I couldn't remember uh, the character's name. I remember the last thing was Braun because uh, Lexi had mentioned early on in the in the podcast in one of our early, early episodes, you know, I think it was in one of the OVAs about kind of different theories and all that. And, and she mentioned about the last name Braun, right? The Moses Braun. And we also have talked about the crazy kind of like tree theory right with all the different branches and all that and stuff and then how you know just all these timelines somehow connect or who knows and because you get that last name braun who i believe is the last name of of rhina and last name of of gobby um that whole family so maybe there is some sort of correlation to that maybe some sort of connection which is interesting um all right i believe we have one more response and of course it is from friend of the show bobby Bobby seven underscore. Thank you so much. Um, but Bobby says not entirely since he kicked the bucket before the real answers were revealed. Oh yeah. Again, it's very, very sad, right? That urban was so close to just at least getting a step closer to that truth, being able to go ahead and see the research that Grisha had, right? Grisha is a very knowledgeable individual because of all of the memories that he has. By acquiring that attack titan, right from 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 Aaron Kruger. Um, yeah, man, the fact that Irvin was so close, right? But it seemed like Irvin was at peace because we know that as much as badly as Levi wanted to go ahead and give Irvin that that serum, man, Irvin was done, right? I think in that point, maybe that's our answer, is that he was satisfied in fulfilling that mission. Maybe he felt that he fulfilled that mission. Maybe because he decided to go ahead and and carry on 
this, you know, commander like lineage maybe or or the chain of command again to the next person, the next ruler, which is we know that is Hanji, right? That it was time for Irvin to go ahead and finally just rest. Um again, Irvin had just been through so much. He had endured and fought through so much and uh and really what what left does Zervin have? I mean, yeah, he would have acquired a tremendous ability. I know he would have been a force to be reckoned with. Um, I'm willing to bet that he would have used the uh, the ability way more than we've seen Armin use it. I believe Armin has only used that dem ability like once, at least from what we've seen. And we know how freaking, how it tormented the hell out of Ar Armin. Um, I love Armin, but come on, man. Ugh. Get your head in the game. But, uh, but yeah, it was very, very tough seeing, seeing Irvin go ahead and, and as as... As Bobby mentions, kick the bucket. Um, yeah, very, very sad. But thank you all so much for the responses. I think the majority is saying that um, they want to believe yes, right? I, I know it's very, very difficult to say a definitive yes or no. Um, but, man, you know, it's just maybe the fact that Irvin was at peace, that was his way of, of, of telling us that I accomplished that mission. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe one of these days we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll get a call from J. Michael Tatum, the voice actor of Irvin. He'll tell us, uh, hey, so can you, J. Michael Tatum, can you please tell us um, what you think and, and let us know, do you think that your character, Irvin Smith, fulfilled his mission? I would love to see what J. Michael Tatum has to say about that. <laughs> Maybe one of these days we'll get to that point, huh, guys? Where we can go ahead and talk to the voice actors? How crazy would that be, huh? I'd be like, hold, hold on, guys. I'm sorry. I'm getting a call from, from Bryce Pappenbrook. Awesome. Let's, do you guys want to hear from Aaron Yeager himself? <laughs> all right, guys. We have a poll results to get to. Thank you all again, as I mentioned, uh, for the responses, guys. I love reading them. I love seeing what you guys' thoughts are and all that. And it's super, super interesting. And uh, sometimes it just really widens my whole kind of perspective on on something. Well, maybe I had a certain opinion. And then all of a sudden I see these responses. I'm like, damn, they're right. Or, wow, that's a great point, you know. And, uh, and, and, and I love it. So thank you all again for the responses. Now, let's get to the poll. All right. So the question was... If you were a scout, okay, if you were a scout, who would you want as your commander? Oh, okay. It's a loaded question because if they are your scout, that means that they are commanding you, right? Obviously, if these were your commanders, um, how would you want, how would you guys want to be commanded, <laughs> right? Um, man, this is such a loaded question, but let's see what the results are. And we'll start as Lexi does. She starts from, uh, from the third place. All right. So third place we have with 15%, we have Armin Arlet. Okay. So 15% of us would want Armin to be our commander. We talked about it last week about Armin's kind of like his insecurities, right? And all that. We know that he doesn't really feel like he is worthy so maybe having Armin as the commander of the scouts is kind of like, I don't know, 
do like if I'm a scout, right? Do we really need myself and some of the other scouts to convince the commander that he's worthy? Uh, I don't know. We can talk about it. And with second place, 26% would be Hanji. Interesting. All right. Which means landslide, 59%. We got Urban Smith. All right. This has been a very Irvin-centric type episode so far, guys. We have a... Uh, yeah, Irvin himself, we talked about it just with that that, that question. I mean, how, how incredible of a commander he was. 59% uh, of us want Irvin to be our commander. Uh, Alexa says she seconds what Kyron mentioned in the DMs. Okay, let's go and let's, let's read that. Great point, Lex. And I would love to go ahead and find out from, from some of us. I know SB, uh, I believe you're still joining us. SB, please let us know how you voted and, and why. I would love to go ahead and find out. Let's find out what Kyron uh, and, and why he voted the way he did. So Kyron says that Irvin could talk me into running into a brick wall and I'd have no fear. <laughs> I love it, man. Yes. Irvin has a way of just... Man, he has a way of just really enforcing this, these commands and doing it in a way where it almost like, like invigorates you and, and empowers you and just like, oh man, you know what? Oh, let's, let's, let's do this guys. Come on. We got this. Uh, right. You guys are like, man. And, uh, and I think really what it comes down to is that confidence right now we talked I, I mentioned about the lack of confidence that that Armin has for himself and is Armin going to be the type of commander that's going to be able to get as Kyron mentioned somebody to run through a freaking brick wall I mean for crying out loud Irvin freaking somehow persuaded these scouts to go ahead and, and go on a full on suicide run like how crazy is that SB is chiming in saying that she voted for Hanji. She says Irvin is so motivational, but he takes those big chances and risks and so many of his soldiers, they die. Yeah, that's a great point, SB. And that's something that really kind of I, <laughs> I was thinking about as well. Like, man, you know what? Am I going to be one of those like important supporting, like important supporting characters that continues on the story? Or am I just going to be a casualty of war? Right? I guess that really comes down to me and, and my training, right? And my abilities. But damn it, dude. Like, what if Irvin has me, you know, he gives me this mission, this command to go ahead and do something so freaking crazy that my chance of survival is so tiny. Like, come on, dude. I know he's going to give me the spiel. I know he's going to give me the confidence. And I know I'm probably going to end up doing it, right? Because I don't want to be a Daz. All right, fuck that guy, right, guys? <laughs> um, as we said, it's against the charter of humanity. It's against the charter for humanity, but I really wouldn't be stoked to die. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that flock plot armor. Yeah. Uh, flock that guy. Eddie, what's up, my friend? Thank you so much for joining us, man. We just read your uh, responses to the question. Thank you so much for that. Great insight as usual. Uh, hopefully, you've been well, my friend. Uh, and. Uh, 
We also want to go ahead and I want to mention that uh, awesome picture that you took with Caesar. It was incredible. Again, I, it blows my mind, right? When the community itself just kind of blends like that, right? Well, we're all friends here. We all have a tremendous uh, community that was built from this podcast. And, uh, and to see you side by side, right? With Caesar himself and you guys are all just, you guys are holding each other's art. It is so freaking cool. Like I loved it so much. You guys know we post, we also, you know, reposted over on the story and uh, it was incredible. Hopefully had a great time over at that. I think you said it was like the art kind of like a, was it a art walk thing? I don't know. Please remind us, Eddie. But uh, again, that was a tremendous man that, that you took that photo and uh, hopefully you had a good time, man. Shout out to Eddie and shout out to Caesar. Um, but yeah, where were we guys? I think we're talking about uh, Kyron's response, which was incredible. Again, thank you so much for that, Kyron, and and the reasoning why you voted the way you did. Um, but but yeah, also yeah, that's right. We're talking about SB, right? So SB voted for Hanji. Let's talk about Hanji a little bit. Now, Hanji, we know that she is also kind of a wild card, right? But that was prior to her to her becoming the commander. Now, do we all agree that that Hanji kind of became a little bit domesticated when she became the the scout commander. Like, I feel like she wasn't taking those risks. She wasn't putting herself and others in jeopardy like she usually would. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys think that Hanji, you know, she became a little bit more careful? Um, yeah. I know that she obviously cares about her her scouts. She cares about you know, the soldiers that are under her, right? She is the freaking commander of the scout regiment for crying out loud, which is, um, right? It's a, it's a burden. It's a curse, right? But it's also a huge responsibility, something that you don't take lightly. And, and um, excuse me, um, something that she takes very serious, right? Each of, each of her scouts' lives, you can tell kind of weighs on her a little bit. Um, and it's something that, like, that SP had mentioned with with Irvin. I mean, not that he doesn't have like the, the that type of uh, care for his soldiers, right? We know that he does, but we we talked about that tenacious mindset that that Irvin has, where he look he knows the bigger picture, right? Shoot, for crying out loud! I mean, he knows that he's if he has to sacrifice himself for the you know to reveal the truth. I mean, he's willing to do it. But uh, but yeah, Eddie also chimed in saying that I voted for Irvin. But yeah, Hanji does care a lot for her scouts. Yeah. Eddie, can you please let us know um, why you voted for Urban? Why would you want Urban to be your commander if you were a scout? I'm kind of in the same boat as SB saying that, you know what? Um, man, I just don't know if I would survive because I feel like Urban would put me in a crazy situation, right? Where I would just, man, my, my chances of survival was really, really slim. Um, I think Lexi also mentioned that she voted for Irvin in the same, pretty much the same reason as as Kyron. Lexi says she agrees with Kyron's uh, response. Um, but yeah, Hanji, she obviously has a big heart, right? She's also very intelligent, just like you know Irvin is. But it's a it's a completely different way of being intelligent, right? We know that upon doing a lot of research, Hanji, she has found out a lot of crucial details. Right, so she's finding out these truths as well, right? Again, it's a collaborative effort. It's a, it's it's working as a unit. Um, but man, 
Yeah, Hanji, she's a... She's another very, very incredible uh, commander. These damn freaking... I don't know, guys. I don't know what to do with this camera. Like I said, I'm going to have to figure it out. Constantly refocusing and all that stuff. But uh, Eddie also... Oh, well, now Eddie explains saying that Irvin is precise, unapologetic, and quickly decisive. Yeah. And I guess that's really what you want in a, in a commander, right? Especially if you are the commander of the freaking scouts. Um, so, Armin's not getting the love. We get it. You know, we haven't seen much of it. Uh, and again, we talked about that kind of like lack of confidence that he has for himself. Man. I don't know about you guys, but it shows me being frozen here. There we go. Much better. But, uh... But man, how would I vote? I think I'm also choosing Hanji as well. I'm going to agree with, with SP. Um, yeah, I would want Hanji to be my, my commander. But again, it's kind of a loaded question because you have to kind of think about the pros and cons here, right? You have to, man, like maybe even think about yourself. What is your chances of survival? Now we know here in this certain moment that Armin is the commander. We know that... Things don't look very good. Things look very grim. The world around us is going to hell. <laughs> and it's thanks to, you know, our protagonist, maybe turned antagonist, Aaron Yeager. Um, damn. You know, I agree. SB says she would like to see more of Armin as commander. And uh, hopefully we're able to see more of that. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree. I would love to see Armin continue to, to glow up and become... A legit commander again we know we've seen from season four that those responsibilities really weighing on on armin and that and it's pretty much just him being alive over Irvin, right we know that that's something that's really weighed heavy on him yeah but thank you all again so much for the uh for you guys's results for the responses i love finding out your guys's mindset and all that very very cool but yeah as i mentioned with the results we got armin at the bottom and then we got hanji in the middle and then the overwhelming favorite is Irvin smith himself very very cool guys now we have an episode to get to now as i mentioned that we're just gonna be focusing on the beginning part of this episode um we're gonna go ahead and probably split this episode into three parts so, um, of course, we got to go ahead and wait till Lexi gets back to get to the real, real juicy stuff of the episode. Um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, as I mentioned, guys, if you guys have anything you want to talk about in terms of AOT topics, we can go ahead and turn this episode into, uh, you know, season three, episode four, part one slash OVA type episode. We'd love to go ahead and talk about different topics with you guys. You guys want to talk about the most recent episode. We can do that. Let us know. Let me know what you guys want to talk about. Eddie here in chat says, I mean, dude, it's so hard, honestly, to choose between all of them, right? Even Sadis and John, who has been the most potential to be a commander. Yeah. Uh, great point. I know that Eddie was really, you know, trying to go ahead and plead his case for, for John and, and, and for him being the logical choice, right? For Hanji's re replacement. And uh, we talked about the, the different reasons why. 
and Jean has been a character that had really grown into his own, th grown into this leadership role, and it's something that we know early on that something that Marco has seen in Jean that he can be a good leader. Excuse me. So that would have been a really, really cool kind of full circle moment there, right? Is uh, since Marco, a character that sees that leadership quality in Jean, right? If Jean gets that promotion, then he can go ahead and kind of reflect back and be like, look, Marco, I did it, right? And, and but, but Jean has to understand that the job is not done there. Now, the job is just beginning. Yeah. All right, guys, without further ado, I think we should go ahead and get into this episode. We're already 50 minutes in. Let's do this, guys. Again, this is Season 3, Episode 4. This episode's name is Trust. This is Part 1. So the episode begins, and we see MP novices, Hitch and Marlo, walking through a forest with their weapons out on the lookout for any scout fugitives. Hitch asks Marlo, Don't you think they have us spread out a little too much? Marlo answers, We're more likely to find them if we're not all in the same area. Hitch now asks, But why'd I have to get paired up with you of all people? Hitch now teasingly says, Spill it, Marlo. You scheme this up so we'd get some alone time? And Marlo tells Hitch, Look, Hitch, no offense, but you weren't my first choice either. Damn. Well, we see Hitch, she replies, and she's now a little annoyed. Oh, is that right? Well, good for you then. And Marlo tries to get Hitch to refocus. Anyway, doesn't this seem odd to you? Why would the scouts murder a civilian and run for the hills? This is the same group of soldiers who consistently risk their lives for the sake of humanity. And then there's a slight pause as we see Hitch sternly staring at Marlo. And then she answers, Give me a break. Did you forget? Think about what they did to Stohez. The way they turned it into a battlefield. How many dead bodies do you think we carried? Annie's been missing ever since. They still haven't taken her junk out of my room. It's annoying. It's true. Then Marlo replies, But in doing so, the scouts also uncovered a titan in hiding and took it prisoner. I highly doubt the military police could have done that. How is disbanding the scouts what's best for humanity? But then they both suddenly stop as they hear a sound nearby in the forest. Hitch reacts as we see her. She points her rifle in direction and whispers to Marlo, Be quiet. Marlo follows her lead and he too points his rifle. Listen closely. They both hear water swishing nearby. And then we see a hooded person filling up buckets with river water. Now Marlo orders, Don't move! As he cautiously approaches, Turn around slowly. The hooded person puts their hands up. You must be a scout. The hooded person turns around, and we see that it's Armin. Marlo continues ordering, as he has Hitch right beside him now. Not a sound. Don't say a word. Marlo approaches closer, pointing his rifle at Armin's face. Now listen, and do exactly as I instruct you to- But Marlo is unable to finish his sentence. As we see, both Mikasa and Levi drop down from the forest trees 
and take down Marlo and Hitch. The next scene we see now is Mikasa and Levi, both holding their blades to Hitch and Marlo's throat. Levi tells Marlo, That's the way. Now hand your gun to the one in front. Armin takes both Marlo and Hitch's guns and tells Marlo, Don't say a word, right? Damn. All right, let's talk about this very, very quickly. Now, these are two characters that we haven't seen for a while, right? Hitch and Marlo. We know that they are MP rookies. We know that they're two completely different MPs, right? Hitch is the very, very lazy like MP that we kind of see with other MPs. Like, don't want to put in the work. Don't want to actually do anything, right? He's very complacent with just shoot. Just not doing much, right? I don't want to say she's going to be freaking, you know, drunk and start just drinking and boozing up and everything. Eddie says lazy. Yes, exactly. Eddie also says that I like that we get to see more behind the scenes with her mentioning the way they were roommates. Yes, it's the stuff we kind of forget, right? The kind of whole roommate interaction we see that maybe annie has a ton of stuff and she just has it all just laying there right maybe annie's a very messy person who knows but either way it annoys uh, hitch that hitch uh has to she's stuck with all of annie's belongings um but another thing that's too that's interesting about hitch is that she's kind of a very flirtatious character right we find out in season four when annie she is now like she comes back that Annie has heard all of Hitch's freaking, you know, boy drama stuff, right? It seems like Hitch, she just kind of like likes to go on dates, right? She's very, very flirty. Maybe she's kind of difficult to go ahead and kind of be around because, you know, maybe she's uh, a little all over the place, a little, little chaotic, right? Uh, we know that maybe she lacks motivation. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Eddie says Hitch is hard to please. Yeah, it seems like she has very, very kind of like high uh expectations or maybe kind of you know certain qualities she wants and people are very 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 kind of like difficult to 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 maybe please especially in this kind of like timeline right i'm sure she's looking for mr right um but yeah i think hitch is a character that she's she's still alive right i think she's still alive which means she still has an opportunity to find love how about that for spinoff huh guys Let's go ahead and have like a Bachelorette type episode or type series, right? Where we have Hitch, she's trying to find love. How does that sound, guys, huh? Would you guys watch that? I'd watch just about anything AOT content related. Shoot, if we want to do a Bachelorette Hitch season, let's do it. Um, unfortunately, Marlo would not be in that because we know that Marlo bites the dust. But again, now talking about Marlo, Marlo is the opposite type of MP where he is surprisingly very driven, very motivated. He wants to be a difference maker and it's so admirable to see in somebody like this young MP, right? Because as we talked about it, MPs don't give a crap. They just, hey, they're MPs because they want to do the easy work. They don't want to go ahead and have to deal with the people that are on the other side of those walls. Are you kidding me? My God, all those poor people. Are you kidding me? Titans? Hell no. Keep me away from Titans. I, I, no. I want to go ahead and be in Wall Cena. I want to go ahead and just like, man, let me just do the easy work. Not Marlo. Marlo wants to make a difference. He has aspirations to go ahead and be the commander of the MPs. And he wants to make a difference. Which again, it's so freaking admirable. And SB says that he's very earnest, kind of like Marco. I like that. I like that so much. I love seeing the kind of like parallel because, yeah, you know what? Marlo is younger, right? We know that he was uh, 
wasn't in that class, right? At least we think he's younger. He wasn't in that class with the other uh, with our cadets here that we are so accustomed to to all knowing. Um, but yeah, interesting. Somebody is moving my car because my Bluetooth has connected to my car. Uh, no worries at all. Um, I think people, somebody's stealing my car, guys. I don't know. Should I go ahead and leave real quick? Should I check on that? I don't know. Um, no, it's probably somebody moving my car for me. <laughs> um, we'll get the music back shortly. Um, but yeah, Marlo, I, I love that SB. Marlo is very, very earnest. Yes, we can see he's an honorable individual. Um, and he's right now just doing his job, right? He's trying to take lead. We know that that first interaction we see with him is that, yes, he wants to make a difference, but can he be the person to do that when the circumstance, when the situation presents itself? He comes across, right, those very, very slimy MPs that are transporting the ODM gear, the new ODM gear, which we're going to go ahead and get some more insight on, right, in this episode. These MPs are transporting equipment, and Marlo doesn't like it. He approaches them. But he kind of needs to be pushed to it by Annie, right? Annie kind of just pokes fun of like, hey, you want to make a difference? Boom, pushes him. Go make a difference. Unfortunately, um, Marlo gets his ass beaten. But hey, it was admirable enough to where, you know, the others go and they help him, right? We see that Annie goes and helps. Marlo even, I mean, excuse me, Hitch even decides to help. Uh, can't say the same for some of the others. Um, but... Yeah, Marlo, it's again, it's so cool to go ahead and see characters that actually care about their jobs, right? And aren't slimy doing it either. We haven't seen that from Marco, from Marlo. Marco and Marlo, wow, you know what this crazy, you know, parallels, right? Well, really, Marco's got better hair. Marlo's got that crazy uh, bolt cut going on. Um, But yeah, so... Here we see that it's kind of weird that Hitch and Marlo are the only ones. They're the only two that are in this forest, right? Kind of like an area where scouts would hide. And for the MPs to go ahead and, and trust these two, again, novices, to go ahead and, and, and have to go to this forest and you know have to deal with scouts right like that's a lot on their shoulders but i think again it comes down to oh you know what man uh i really don't want to go into that forest let's let's send the two rookies to go ahead and do it how about that uh yeah hey hey guys you guys want to go to the bar do you guys want to go ahead and uh like yeah let's go let's go get, get a few drinks yeah yeah let's do it hey did you bring pinochle let's do it let's go and um again i i I think the reason why these two are in this forest is because the other MPs don't want to be there. Right? They have better things to do. Um, but here they are. Um, again, Marlo's wants to do his job while Hitch is being a little flirty, right? Um, a little bit, right? She's she's being flirty by not showing that she's being flirty. She's kind of like like insinuating it, like, oh, Marlo. Um, why are we why are we both alone? Huh? Did you set this up? Did you plan this? And then she's completely shot down when Marlo's just like, um, no offense, but you weren't my first choice, right? That's pretty savage of Marlo to do. Um and we see that it actually does bug Hitch, which again kind of proves to us that Hitch she has fills. She's 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 filling Marlo a little bit. 
Um, at least I think. I think that she wouldn't be bothered by it if she didn't care. Right, guys? I mean, that's what I think. Um, but she gets annoyed by it. And, uh, and they come across this hooded person. And we find out that it's Armin. Right. And we found out that this is like a setup. Right. And again, it's like Eddie just mentioned, like, for real, why would the MP send the rookies? Like the scouts are freaking they're very, very strategic. Right. They are survivors. They go outside the walls for crying out loud. Like they have to deal with Titans. Like, do you think a couple of MPs are going to be anything to them? Especially rookie MPs? No. And we see here that, again, the scouts are very, very strategic as this apparently is like a setup here. Um yeah, Armin is the bait, and we got two badass Ackermans coming down, flying from above, right? And just full Batman mode, and just taking out Marlow and Hitch. Damn. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, I know that if I'm an MP rookie, those Ackermans, I do not want to encounter, right? If I'm supposed to go ahead and bring these scouts in, like we're crying out loud, these are like the two worst you can literally like encounter. Like, can you imagine being like me being Marlo, somebody who wants to go ahead again and make a difference? Like, oh man, like let's go find these scouts, um, man. And you come across the two most badass scouts. <laughs> like, damn, dude, sorry, man. It's a uh, wrong place, right? The wrong time. But, um, but yeah, so it's kind of a, a, a setup here. One thing that's very important to that I kind of glossed over, right, is. Marlo's thinking. Now, Marlo, he is trying to think logically about this, right? About why the scouts are fugitives. Why are we trying to track down these scouts? Um, you know, he says, let me go ahead and find it. He says, it just seems odd about this whole narrative that the government is spinning, right? That the scouts murdered a civilian, right? Now they're on the run. He says that this is the same group of soldiers who consistently risk their lives for the sake of humanity, right? Now, do the other MPs, are they aware of that? I just think they don't care about it because it seems like they don't care about much other than themselves. So it's so easy for them to be very, very persuaded and just kind of like, oh, yeah, we need to take out the scouts. All right, let's do it, right? Again, they want to do as, as little of effort as possible to, to, to take out these scouts, but they're so easily manipulated, but when you have somebody as bright as Marlo who really logically thinks about it, I like that he is trying to connect the dots here. Like, why are we going after the scouts? Like the scouts are, they risk their lives for humanity. Why would they just, why would the scouts kill a civilian? Right? It's very, very strange. And I, I like that Marlo is thinking logically about this. Now again, unfortunately, he's here, the wrong place, the wrong time. Again, Savage from Armin, who just like, don't say a word, right? As he takes away his weapons. Damn, I like it. That's the kind of confidence I want to see in you, Armin. I love it. Now, if only it was just consistent, right, guys? All right, let's go ahead and continue. And now we go, <clears throat> excuse me. Now we go to the capital in Walsina. Capital Mitris. Inside the capital, we go to a prison cell where we see MP standing guard. And then we see inside that cell, the man himself, Irvin Smith. We see Irvin sitting on the floor and he appears to be thinking to himself. And then we hear keys jingling 
And then the cell door opens. Let me see if I can get some music going on in here. There we go. So the cell door opens, right? And then we see a high-ranking official walking in. Sorry to have kept you waiting, Irvin. The door behind him is shut and locked. I know this is sudden, but it's time for your interrogation. And then the scene changes, and now in the capital we see a journalist. A journalist by the name of Roy, writing down notes in his notepad. So, the Survey Corps murdered a civilian in cold blood? You're sure about this? And we see that Roy is asking the commander of the military police himself, Niall Dock. Excuse me, guys. And we see that Niall does not look very amused as he sighs and responds. I'm told that the evidence is strong, but with that said, I can't confirm anything I haven't seen. And then Roy's young journalist apprentice, who we see is right there beside Roy, he gets a bit too excited as he asks, So then, the interior police are running this case without oversight? And then Roy takes away his apprentice's notepad and Roy tells him, Hey, you cut that out. And Roy now apologizes to Niall. I'm sorry about him, Commander Doc. He's still just a rookie. He doesn't quite understand how things work yet. Don't worry. The interior police aren't a subject we plan to write about. And the same goes for the new ODM gear. We see that Niall Doc is relieved. Thanks, Roy. See ya. But suddenly, Niall, we see, now thinks to himself. That new ODM gear worries me. Those guns are useless against Titans, but they're perfect for human combat. It's as if that gear were specifically made for killing scouts. Also, judging from the fact that its existence was hidden from us MPs, I get the impression that we aren't off the list of people it could be used against. Commander Doc now turns to Roy. Anyway, we should get a report from them soon. Just be patient. And then we see Commander Doc. He leaves. Alright, now, we see Irvin, right? He's in this cell. We saw last episode that Irvin, essentially, he he turned himself in. Um, he wants to be, again, the face of the commander, right? The commander of the scouts. He wants to be the face. He wants to go ahead and, and, and not hide. He's not going to hide because he has nothing to hide from. Um, we know that he explains to Commander Pixis this big gamble that he has um i'm blurry vision here um but yeah he has this this gamble and it seems to be heading in the right direction right the proper st steps were in place and that starts with those those first interior uh officers right and and finding out that historia excuse me and aaron have been captured by rod rice and they're going to find out the location. But also they're aware that they want to eat Aaron, right? To consume his ability. Another important step in the right direction of finding that truth. We talked about it too, right guys? That all of these little, little kind of bits of information that they're getting is all happening so quickly, right? And, 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 the plan itself has changed so freaking quickly. And my goodness gracious, I am so blurry. Goodness gracious, guys. I don't like it one bit. 
I'm going to go ahead and do something real quick, guys. I'm going to stand up real quick, and I'm going to go ahead and try to adjust this camera because it's starting to really, really bug me. Alright guys, maybe if I am further away, maybe we'll get better vision here, right guys? We'll see. <laughs> um, but anyways, where was I? Um, what was I just talking about? I was talking about... Cameras, right guys? Let's talk about cameras, no. Um, I lost my train of thought there, but... I'll go ahead and I'll find it. But, um, but yeah, so we find out that Irvin himself is going to go ahead and get interrogated. So I'm sure that's something that we're going to see down the line. Um, we know the government is very, very slimy. We know that they're doing certain things. They're setting up certain stuff to go ahead and maybe change the narrative here, right? They're going to go ahead and kind of get the trail off of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tricky business there, right, guys? But let's go ahead and now focus on Niall. We see Niall. He's, he has like a journalist, like a reporter who's who's asking questions and stuff. It seems like they have a good rapport. It seems like there there's, a, you know, they have... They have some sort of relationship there, Roy and, and the and the commander himself, Niall Doc, because, you know, it's just, you can kind of just gauge and, and, and tell. But um, Niall himself is not really confirming anything, right? What does Roy ask? It's just he asks that the Survey Corps, right, murdered a civilian in cold blood. Are you sure? So Niall himself is not fully committing to it and saying that yes we know for a matter of fact that that is true no he's saying that i can't confirm or deny because i haven't seen it myself right but he does say that i'm told the evidence is strong so he kind of is you know continuing pointing in that direction now we see roy has an apprentice he has like a rookie there and this rookie gets kind of overzealous, gets a little too excited, right? We could tell again, like this rookie is, you know, taking the job very serious and wants to grow and learn and all that. And it's very ambitious and very excited. And it's just like, like, hold on, hold on. So you're telling me, right? And it's just like, oh my gosh, like, like, because we don't have clear cut evidence in it, that the MPs are just like, they're, they're running this case. And it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Roy's even like, he takes away this dude's notepad. Like, oh, relax now, right? And then uh, Roy has to kind of go ahead and ease uh, Niall's mind and, and tells him like, hey, like, don't worry, we're like, we're not going to go ahead and write a story about the Interior Police, right? We're not going to go ahead and write a story about. And this is important. He says about their new ODM gear. Now we've seen this gear. We've seen Levi having to deal with the opposing threat that has this new gear, and um, they are a force to be reckoned with. Um, man. What's interesting here is that Niall, we see, is, again, now kind of like Marlowe, thinking logically about, about the situation here. Um, Marlowe thought about the scouts and, and why they are fugitives and why it makes sense, and it didn't make sense to him, right? But now you have Niall, who's trying to make sense of this new ODM gear, right? He tells us, 
and it worries him. The guns that they're using are pretty much useless against Titans, right? But they're perfect for human combat. Now, if that isn't a red flag, then I don't know what is, right? How are you going to come up with a new ODM gear, right? Let's say that the scouts are supposed to go ahead and, and have this new gear. I get it. The scouts are no longer a, a regiment. They're not supposed to be out and about because, you know, that has been kind of, you know, vetoed. No, no more scout activity. Uh, but the MPs, if they were to ever encounter Titans by chance, like, these guns aren't doing a damn thing. And Niall is fully aware of that. Now, Niall is like, man, you know what? Like, they're perfect for human combat, right? And he's even now throwing at the idea that these weapons were... The gear is made as if it's specifically made for killing scouts. And we've seen that these people, right, that are wearing this new ODM gear, like, they have killed some scouts. We've seen them kill some of Hanji's squad, the ones that were helping Levi's squad. Um, now... We've talked about how brutal of deaths that these scouts have had to go ahead and deal with, right? These weapons are so freaking powerful that, shoot, we saw Kenny Ackerman himself go ahead and point both of these, both of these damn guns, right, over at, at um, what's her name, Nifa's, right, at Nifa's head, and the damage that was dealt was terrifying. Um, pretty much blew her face off, and then. We see even two with goggles over on the other rooftop, right? I mean, again, the, the, the weapon itself pretty much just goes right through his, his freaking skull. Drops him down over off the rooftop. He lands and he frightens the hell out of a, a mother and, and daughter. I mean, that would terrify anybody. Um, and then, of course, we've seen like the, the scout that was, um, that was driving the wagon. I mean, again, like these... Like Niall is mentioning that these weapons are perfect for taking out scouts, right? But then here's something interesting. Niall says that judging from the fact that its existence, this gear being created, right, was hidden from us MPs, makes me think that we aren't off that list of people that it could be used against. Bingo! Another red flag there, right guys? I mean, come on. First off, that these guns aren't going to be used against Titans, and then the fact that literally these... These weapons, this gear was hidden from the MPs. Like, what more do you need, right? Like, do you need it spelled out right in front of you? Do you need Kenny Ackerman himself to be right there in front of you, Niall, and be like, look, I'm only doing this so I can get paid. I don't give a damn about you. And you know what? If you get in my damn way, I will kill you. Like, what does he need? An invitation to go ahead and be like, look, um, hey, I'm the commander of the MPs. You're supposed to listen to me, right? Meanwhile, you got all these people in this new ODM gear like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But really, all they care about is getting orders from, from Kenny, probably, right? Like, I don't know. I think Niall walks that fine line of, like, of doing things morally the right way, right? But he's kind of stuck in that... He's stuck right in the middle of, of just like that, 
the MPs working with the government. And then you have like he can't go ahead and, and be the voice of reason because they're just going to go ahead and pretty much just like they're going to take away his rank, much like they're trying to do with with Irvin, right, as the scout uh, commander. And then he's just going to be an enemy now. He's going to be somebody that is seen as, um, you know, who's who's on the other side of things. And we know the government can go ahead and, again, just change the, the story and, and have the people focus on the wrong thing. Yeah. Uh, Eddie says that that's like a great reason for the MPs to revolt and side with the scouts. It is a great reason. But, again, if they were to do that, I think they would have to do that as a collective unit and... They're not strong enough to go ahead and work together as a unit because all they care about is themselves, right? They, they just, they care about their own safety. They don't want to go and put in the extra work. Like if they're, if the MPs have to revolt, so many of them would not want to go and leave the bar, right? <laughs> Kyron says, right between a rock and a Kenny. Yeah, no, I know damn well. I do not want to get in the way of Kenny Ackerman. Um, Maddie says, take the garrison uh, mind as well. Uh, Take the garrison as well with you, since Pig says he's great friends with Irvin. Yes, we know that they are working in the shadows, though, right? So the MPs aren't aware that the garrison, the the garrison regiment is working with the, with the scouts. At least having the commander being on board with the scouts. I think that if the MPs knew, then maybe shoot, Niall would be more willing to go ahead and kind of work with Irvin, right? Um, but because there's so much unknown and because there's so much risk, I think that Niall, he he's his hands are tied right now. Um, unfortunately, but, um, yeah, we also see here that, that the media again is just being very hush hush about the truth. Um, you know, Niall is not telling them the truth. He's not telling what concerns him and uh, what should concern every other, every other person. So a lot of sketchiness again, right? That's to be expected, right? With this governmental arc that we're in. Now we're going to go ahead and focus on this last part of the episode here. And and it's an interesting one. <clears throat> so now as we as we return, we see Flagel in a panic running from something or someone. And then we hear off in the distance somebody yelling out to Flagel. What's the rush, fat ass? And then as Flagel looks behind him, he sees three MPs in pursuit of him, not too far behind. Flagel makes a quick left turn running into an alleyway. Flagel loves his alleys. But then he suddenly stops because, well, Flagel has run into a dead end. The MP, aware that that alley leads nowhere, continues screaming out to Flagel. Way to go! That's a dead end, dumbass! But then Flagel, he begins to panic. Damn it! And then he tries to find a way out of the situation. Flagel, he begins trying to climb these stacked crates at the end of the dead end, trying to do anything he can to avoid these MPs. But we see Flagel is unable to climb as he falls. But then, like a superhero from above, we see a scout. We see Hanji dropping down from above. We see Hanji swooping down using her ODM gear and then she picks up Flagel. She covers his mouth so that he doesn't make a sound and they make their escape. Now the MPs get to the end of the alley. Shit! He disappeared! Check the alley! Check the next alley! He can't escape! And then Hanji and Flagel 
both watch these MPs on the blind wild goose hunt from a rooftop. Hanji asked Flagle, You're the son of Demo Reeves, right? What's your name? And then we see Flagle hesitant to respond, but he answers, I'm Flagle. And then Hanji continues, Flagle, nice to meet you. My name's Zoe Hanji. This is sudden, but if the MPs are trying to hunt you down, then I'm assuming that you must know the truth about your father's death. Could you tell me how it happened? We see Flagle getting emotional, holding on to tremendous guilt. I made a stop so that I could piss. That's when the interior police found my dad. There was a tall guy with a black coat and hat. He slit my dad's throat. Then Hanji interrupts to tell him. Anyway, I'm glad to see that you survived. Now we can make the truth known in public. But Flagle begins to panic again. You're crazy! Haven't you seen today's newspaper? If the MPs say you guys did it, well, then that's the truth. My testimony means jack shit. They figured out I was there. The interior police know I saw everything. I'll be hunted for the rest of my life. And all I could do about it was run and hide until I'm caught. My life is over now. Shit. And Hanji tells Flagel, Yeah, maybe. Thing is, that doesn't exactly sound like living to me. Try looking at it this way. Instead of spending the rest of your life skulking around like a scared rat so you get murdered, you could stand up like a human and face your enemy even if they might kill you. And then a frightened Flagel tells Hanji, Why the hell would I? Not everyone has the same disregard for their lives as you. Know what? Yeah, I am scared. And I have every right to be. And then a frustrated Hanji tells Flagel, Your family, the company, don't you think they deserve to know the truth? And then Flagel counters, Come on, that's just, that's what would be best for you. And then Hanji, she's heard enough. She grabs him by his collar, gets him in his face and tells Flagel, Of course it is. You need to start thinking about what's best for you too. And then a civilian overhearing the conversation says, Hey, who's making a racket over my roof? And then Hanji noticing that they attracted attention. She grabs Flagel and says, All right, you're coming with me, Flagel. And then Flagel just resisting tells Hanji, What? Your gangs are already lost. Just give up. And then Hanji, taking no for an answer, begins running while holding on to Flagel. Why don't you know when you're beat? But then Hanji, with a smile on her face, tells Flagel, That's real simple. Defeat is the only thing the Scout Regiment has ever known. To be continued. We will stop right there, guys. All right, let's talk about this really quickly. Um, yeah, so Kyron says, dub, Hanji, yep. Very, 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 very true. Um, SB says, the second Batman moment of the episode. Yes, yeah, very, very true. And Kyron said, in an alley. They really do like their alleys, yes. At least uh, Flagel does. Um, Kyron says, uh, see, Irvin would have talked him into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. SB says, true. Um, that's that's a great point there, Kyron. We'll talk about it. Um but what the heck just happened in this episode? So we see here that Flagel himself is running from the MPs, right? Why is Flagel running? Because he knows what actually happened. The MPs are aware that Flagel knows the truth. He knows that Kenny himself was the one to go ahead and kill 
uh, Demo Reeves. Maybe they don't know that Kenny himself was the one that did it, but they know that Flagel was there and he saw. Um, now Flagel was trying to go ahead and avoid him. And again, like Kyron says, like they like their alleys, right? Flagel again goes and he tries to hide into an alleyway. And uh, fortunately, he's not aware of really his surroundings. At least he's not really aware of the of what alley leads to where. Uh, because this alley leads nowhere. It leads to a dead end, right? And at least the MPs, they know that it leads nowhere because they're poking fun at him like, like dumbass, like good job. Like you're stuck now. Um, and he was very much stuck there because we see that he's trying to make the effort to go ahead and hide and run, whatever the case is. He's like, damn it. Again, these stacked freaking like crates that are there. He tries to climb, but unfortunately he's not the most athletic, not the most uh, fit person. Because he literally tries to go and he puts like one leg up over in a crate and he like tries to like pull his weight and he just can't do it. Sorry, Flagel. Um, but he's stuck. But then again, like SP mentions, that second Batman moment we see, literally it's like a Batman moment. All Hanji needs is her freaking just to go ahead and hold her cape out like that, right? She's going just gliding downwards. Um, but she, she drops down from above. She saves Flagel's fat ass and, uh, and they make it, they freaking... Run to the freaking rooftop. Now we know the MPs don't see that because they didn't make it to the they didn't quite make it to the alleyway yet. But as soon as they go ahead and and, and turn that corner, Flagel's gone. And they're like, "What the hell? All right, hey, hey, let's keep let's let's keep looking." Because why? Why? Pretty much because he is their only loose end, right? To the truth. Um, and I'm sure they're going to go ahead and, and kill him and point the finger at the scouts, right? We know that's what they're going to do. They want to go ahead and kill Flagel, and, and, and that's going to be more evidence to the scouts killing civilians. How they would spin that story, we don't know, um, but we know that's exactly what they would try to do. Um, but damn it, Flagel is frightened. Flagel is saved. Hanji's there with him. And Hanji, she's trying to go ahead and introduce herself. She's aware that he is Demo Reef's son. Um, I believe this is the first encounter that they both have. Uh, we saw that Flagel and his father had other encounters with the other MPs. Uh, maybe they saw each other in passing when uh, when Flagel and his father, Demo, uh, helped, um, you know, obviously trap and 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 capture the the two first interior officers that uh, obviously were involved with Pastor Nick's death. Um, but uh, but yeah, so maybe that's the only time they saw each other. But here we go with the introduction here. Um, and Flagel, he's frightened. He does say he's Demo's son. Um, but Demo, he's very much defeated, right? I mean, he can only run so 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 much and and, and try to hide. Um, but Hanji sees that the reason why they're going after him, they want to kill him, is because he knows something, right? So, hey, Hanji being Hanji, she wants to find out any information, right? Um, she needs to know, and she wants to do it in a public format. Now that's pretty ballsy, right? Um, someone say maybe that's Irvin-esque, right? But Flago wants no part of that whatsoever. No. Flago knows if I go ahead and show myself in public, like, look, look, when the MPs say that you've lost, you have lost, okay? I don't know what you're trying to do here, lady, all right? But keep me out of it. Look, if I have to go ahead and hide and run for the rest of my life, then so be it. But I love it, right? Because Hanji, she goes and she's like, look, yeah, you can do that, right? 
or you can essentially be a man, right? You want to go ahead and be a rat your whole life? By all means, right? Or you can stand up and speak the truth. And uh, she's doing her best urban impression, right? But, uh, I mean, again, this is falling on deaf ears here because I'm sure that Flagle's shitting bricks right now. He literally can care less about what she wants to do, what she wants to do, like, in terms of, like, trying to change the narrative, right? Um, Flagle dead set on, like, look, we, like, we've lost here, okay, lady? And you know what? Screw that. As soon as Hanji starts saying that, do it for your, your father's company, do it for your family, that Flagle thinks that, you know what? No, because you only want me to do that because you know that's what's best for you. But then Hanji's like, look, like, damn it, you know what? Like, like she's just sick and tired of it, right? But they're making so much noise that, I mean, we had like an old man who was like, Who's that making a racket? You know, like he's, <laughs> and then Anji's is like, oh, we, we got to get the hell out of here where we can't attract any kind of attention. Um, and she takes Flagel, whether he wants to go or not. Um, now to the chat. First thing Kyron mentions is off topic, but Lego Batman movies are hilarious and you should watch them. Uh, I think I might've seen the first Lego Batman. How many movies are there? I think there might be two. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly how many Lego Batman movies there are. I know that there is the Lego movie, which was actually very, very good, right? Especially finding out how they made the movie. Like they literally did like, like frame by frame movements, right? Uh, with the sprinkling a little bit, the, the, the kind of like CGI stuff that they have to do, I believe. But uh, Lego movie, yeah, it was, it was incredible. I might've seen the first Batman one. Is that the one where Zach Galifianakis is the Joker, I believe? I think he is. Uh, and Joker pretty much is like, he's not like Batman himself doesn't qualify him as like um you know a top bad guy or whatever maybe I'm, I'm wrong i don't know uh i think i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i've seen it but yes again it's awesome uh will arnett is incredible as, as the batman at least with the voice and stuff like that but what's so weird to me is that again this is completely off topic too i love that we're talking about this guy right now but um when i hear will arnett's voice there's only one person that comes to my mind one character that comes to my mind okay and, and you guys will know this if you've watched this netflix series it's a cartoon series right if anybody has seen bojack horseman like will arnett's voice that's it for me like i whenever i hear will arnett i think of bojack horseman um now oh yeah it's the reason why we're talking about this is because as we talked about batman yeah another uh batman moment um yeah um but yeah if anybody has seen uh, the the netflix series bojack horseman um that's what I hear. Eddie's saying, ah, I'm with you, AJ. I saw like five episodes. Yeah. You, you guys should definitely watch it. It's 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 very, very interesting. It's very, very funny, right? It's kind of like a an, an adult comedy type cartoon. Um, but it also is has its very, very serious tones and very like it's surprisingly it's crazy how it talks about like depression and you know and just like motivation and stuff like that, you know, and all that. And it's very, very I would recommend it. Uh in a weird way, it's kind of like my comfort like series to go to if i just want something playing in the background i'll just go ahead and i'll throw on bojack horseman um yeah it's really really good but anyway so the point i'm making here is that when i hear um will arnett's voice i think of bojack horseman and i know that will arnett also does the voices for like the the reese's peanut butter cup commercials like the reese's commercials right 
um, if anybody's seen those, all I hear is in my mind, I'm picturing BoJack Horseman like being in a booth, like doing the voice work for uh, the, those commercials. And I, just, I think it's hilarious and I love it. So, um, but yeah, Will Arnett again is very, very talented. He has a very, very like distinct, very uh, deep voice, which is uh, very, very interesting. He's a very, very funny guy too. Um, but yeah, so let's go and let's talk about something Kyrie mentioned earlier, and it says that Urban would have talked him into it. Um, that's a great point. Now, I want to go and counter. Would Urban have saved Flagel? I don't know. I think he would have. I don't want to go ahead and throw that on and say he wouldn't because, you know what, again, it's to find the truth. He knows that Flagel knows the truth, right? He's not going to go ahead and let that resource just you know pretty much just be used for nothing um so let's say yeah commander Irvin, he doesn't turn himself in he goes and he's on the run and he saves um he saves flagel from from dying by the hands of these mps who love you know making poking fun at, at flagel uh poor flagel's always the butt of the joke here Right, he's a character that's kind of easy to go ahead and poke fun at. I'm sure he's a very interesting looking character. Um, uh, but uh, I think that he's just a very timid character that just, uh, you know, we're waiting for that glow up. Um, but in terms of your point here, Kyron, Irvin definitely would have go about this differently, right? He would have... Um, Spoken to him in a very stern, again, leadership way, right? He would let him know that in order for us to go ahead and, and, and persevere through this, you need to speak your truth, right? He would tell him that's the only way to go ahead and ensure victory, ensure your survival, and trust me that I will not allow you to die. I will be there by your side. Much as I did right now, I, I will protect you. Um... At least try to give him the added insurance, right? I don't think that Commander Irvin would hang him to dry and be like, look, you need to speak the truth here, okay? I don't think that Commander Irvin's going to lose his composure much like Hanji did and go out there and freaking grab onto Flagel's collar and just be like, look, damn it, like, st like, stop it. Think about your family. Think about, like, no. I think that Irvin would have mentioned the family aspect. He would have mentioned the company and the legacy that Demo Reeves wants to carry on, right? But he would do it very much in that Irvin way and be like, look. Your father thinks very highly of you, and he wants you to carry on this legacy. Now, do you think you're going to be able to do that by hiding? Do you think that you'll be able to go ahead and live on for your father, right, by running? No. If you do this, pretty much, you know, he would spin the narrative and try to, again, motivate him and pump him up and be like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I need to do this for my father. Right, because we know we saw here that there is tremendous guilt weighing on Flagel, right? He says legit like like let me find it exactly here, because I don't want to go and paraphrase here, right? He said, I made a stop so that I could piss. Right, that's when the interior police found my dad. And uh Yeah, I mean I get it, when you gotta go, you gotta go, but damn dude, can you wait to like you're not in the freaking thick of night here over in, in Trost of all places? Like, Flagel, come on, dude. Oh, you got to be better than that, my guy. Right? 
Like, I'm sure, like, Demo wanted to keep pushing through, knew that he, he you know, we can't stop here. But then I just picture Flago like, 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 Dad, look, I can't hold it anymore. We, we need to stop. We need to stop. And then he's just like, oh, damn it, Flago, all right. Make it quick. But then we got freaking, you know, a completely different dark night, man, over there just having eyes on all of the surroundings, apparently, you know, and Kenny, like, he's just, he seems to be in the know. He knows what's happening here, and we know that he had eyes over on Demo and his son, and then he waited for that opportunity, and then, you know, he took him out, took out Demo. Um, yeah, very sad, and again, you know, this is something that Flagle is, is holding in his heart, but he's just too frightened to go ahead and make, you know, any sort of, you know, any push, any kind of fight. It seems like he doesn't have any fight left. Um, which again, great point, Kyron, that maybe Irvin would inspire Flagel to fight. That's a great point. Now, we'll see how this plays out. We'll go ahead and we'll continue on with the episode. Um, I do have to let you guys know, though, that... Um, Unfortunately, there will not be an episode next week. Um, unfortunately, I will be traveling to Boston. Um, I will be there for five days. Um, yeah, so we're not going to be able to go ahead and stream an episode, guys. Um, I'm sorry to go ahead and say. Um, but yeah, I'll be in Boston doing work. Um, I got casted for the live action AOT. So we're going to do some film work there. It's going to be awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, um, they haven't told me what my role is yet. You know, I still have to go through the whole auditioning process. You know, I'm sure I'm just going to be somebody in the background and all that. But the fact that we're literally doing on-site filming and everything for uh, for AOT live action over in Boston is incredible. Like, that's an interesting location to do some filming for for AOT. Like, why Boston? Like, makes me think, like, are we doing, like, Marley stuff? Like, am I going to be a Marleyan, guys? Crazy, right? Like, why are you in Boston? You would think we're going to go over to Europe or something, right? Um, no, no, I'm not going to be doing any kind of live action <laughs> filming and stuff like that. I would love that. Um, that's just all, you know, fun and games, but I will be there for work, uh, for my work, what I do for, for work. Um, it's going to be very, very cool. Uh, uh, yeah. What I do for work is I am a machinist. So I do like fabrication jobs and stuff like that, like welding and all that and stuff. You know, we go and we make parts for all these different machines and all that. And so, uh, there is a box plant in Boston where we're going to do an installation job. I know it's all just boring work. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I'll be in Boston five days with my boss and we're going to uh, be there doing long hours to so go ahead and get, uh, you know, the job done and installing whatever it is they need us to install for their giant freaking crazy machines that they have. Right. Um, and, uh, hopefully, um, we finished the job enough to, to be able to have a day to go and explore Boston. That would be really, really cool. If anybody had been to Boston here and, uh, you know, um, let me know, let me know if you have any sort of recommendations. Yeah. It's exciting. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, Eddie says great acting job. Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm honored. I'm honored. Yes. Um, Lex says, ah, yes. The mocap. <laughs> yeah. I joked with Lex. I was like, yeah, I'm going to Boston for whatever reason. They want me to go ahead and do some sort of live action type mocap stuff over in the facility in Boston. I don't know why they have a facility in Boston, but Hey, super, super cool. I'm super excited. I get to wear that freaking suit with all the different stuff on it. I wonder what I'm going to be mocapping as no, uh, but yeah. Awesome. SB said she just visited in December and saw all the historical sites on the Freedom Trail. That's super, super cool. 
Wow. I really, really hope that, um, you know, I guess it, it's going to go and depend on, um, on me and my boss and, 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 you know, how much we're able to go ahead and accomplish in each day. Right. But I hope we get a date where we're able to go ahead and just explore and, and see Boston. I know my boss, he's traveled around the world. I mean, he's just, he's been doing this for so long that he's traveled to so many different places, so many different, you know, states and, and, and even, you know, to different countries to go ahead and do these installation jobs. Um, you know, he has, he's so freaking brilliant. And so this is my second visit going to a kind of a on-site installation job. My first time going to Boston. I'm super excited. The last time I, I, I went and traveled with him, uh, I went to, uh, we went to Alabama. So yeah, Alabama was, was interesting. It was really, really cool. Um, didn't really get to explore it all in Alabama. Um, we spent like, I think it was also another five day job and, and, and we just spent five days just, just again, just head down, just working and stuff. And we were able to go ahead and get the job done and, uh, and, uh, just in time to where we can go ahead and leave the next day. So we didn't get to explore uh, Alabama, but I'm sure Boston, there's, there's going to be a lot more to explore there. Uh, as uh, SB mentions the, the, the history that's there and the, and, uh, the freedom trail, I definitely have heard of the freedom trail. Um, so I'm excited to see that my boss also mentioned, uh, um, the, um, God, what am I, I'm blinking on, um, on the, forgive me guys I, I i i don't know baseball but the stadium for the red sox i know it's very historical to get to see the green monster and all that right what is it called for kind of loud don't go and poke fun at me i'm sorry but uh but yeah he wants to go ahead and take a take a trip over to the stadium which would be very very cool fenway yes sp thank you so much fenway uh yeah that'd be so so cool to go ahead and see just anything to go ahead and just explore and all that and see something new would be incredible would love that so much. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I know that the Alabama tri trip was very, very fun. I went with, again, it was myself, my boss, and my dad. My dad works with me as well. I work with my dad. Um, it's the reason why I'm really working and doing this because uh, that was my way in. My dad has been doing that job for, for many, many years, and uh, he is an absolute pro at it. So um, they needed a third person to go because this Alabama job was a very, very big job. It's like we were doing a huge installation job. And, um, and, uh, my boss and my dad asked, and uh, I was willing to definitely go. It was my first time traveling, and it was very, very cool. So I'm excited to go ahead and, and, and do this experience with just me and my boss and stuff. You know, I don't have the comfort of being able to have my dad there with me. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of learning, um, but very, very excited. Uh, SB says she did the tour and it was fabulous, awesome that she recommends that I go see it. Again, I hope that I'm able to go ahead and see it. It all depends on what we're able to go ahead and get done. Um, I know that this is going to be a, a smaller job in terms of like the Alabama one and all that, right? Uh, it's hard to explain, guys, because I'm still so new to this whole machining stuff, right? Uh, it's constant learning. But for Alabama, there was literally like we were working on like multiple machines, right and the machines themselves just kind of give you an idea um these are box plants so all these machines what they do is uh for like pretty much just box distribution right you know guys know like the trifold boxes all the different kind of like shipping boxes and all that right there's these machines that takes these uh corrugated boxes in and, and it will put the folds in it or the ink we have these printers that will go ahead and put the ink on the boxes and then you know they, there's even like these slaughters that will go ahead and cut you know kind of like the folds and everything into them so it's kind of interesting a little boring also if you if you know for to kind of explain and all that but uh but yeah so there was multiple machines we had to go ahead and focus on in alabama and uh, there's only one that we're going to be focusing on in uh in boston so again uh, hopefully able to go ahead and, and uh and uh do some sightseeing that would be very very cool um 
yeah but unfortunately guys there will be no episode um next week unless maybe lexi wants to go ahead and do a solo episode if you're feeling up to that lex uh, i don't want to go ahead and put that on you um i think we'll just end up waiting uh until uh, we're all back and uh we'll continue on we'll be focusing on part two right of of, of episode four we're going to find out you know the fallout here of of Hitch and Marlow being captured by the scouts. We're going to find out hopefully more about um, Flagel and his situation, you know, more about the craziness going on with the MPs, right? We see a little bit of like, you know, logical thinking. <laughs> Eddie said that I'm going to be going to Boston to start creating the ODM gear. Yeah, definitely. That'd be awesome. Man, you know, how crazy would that be? Huh? All of a sudden, I was just like, hey guys, uh, so I went to Boston. If I came back right next, uh, after like so two weeks from now, so I went to Boston, guys, and um, you know I did a little bit of uh, building, you know, some fabrication work and all that. Decided to go ahead and create something. So let me go ahead and show you guys what I created. And then I just like lift up a whole ODM rig. Like, <laughs> how crazy would that be, huh? It took me five days. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be incredible. Um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll continue on with the episode, guys. Uh, as we're saying that, we see Marlo and we see Niall. Like, they're starting to think logically a little bit, right? They don't want to necessarily go full corrupted, right? Marlo, he, he's unaware of it. He's just following orders, right? Niall is full aware of what the government wants him to kind of do. But he's like, damn, this ODM gear concerns me. I like it. SB says that Eddie can use it for his movie. Yeah, definitely. That'd be super, super cool. Wait, does that mean that like there'd be legit training for this like ODM gear? Oh man, that'd be so, so freaking cool. Like live action AOT. All right, guys, like literally there's a month where it's delegated to legit cadet training. And then from then on, you're kind of earning your role there, right? I mean, hey, that'd be so freaking cool. I mean, incredibly difficult, but hey, count me in. I'll go ahead and I'll try to endure all that hell. <laughs> See if I could last. <laughs> Would you guys join me? I <laughs> would hope to see you guys there. Yeah, SBA AOT bootcamp for sure, yeah. They do that, right? They do that with like people who want to go ahead and be like, like for example, like The Walking Dead or The Last of Us. Like when people auditions, they have to, they actually have to go through a camp, I believe, right? For like the, the um, the background like walkers, the zombies, right? Or like the infected, like they actually have to go through a training, which obviously is like understandable because the way that they go ahead and contort their bodies or whatever and stuff, you know, the way that their, their movements have to be so kind of like almost like just like nasty looking and all that you know and just uncomfortable and stuff so i think in order to get an actual authentic live action adaptation right that there needs to be a boot camp makes sense um oh interesting eddie's saying so ice burst stone that's used to fuel the odm gear is similar to obsidian in our real world whoa interesting 
Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the Iceberg Stone, right? Something that they find over in those mountains, right? I think it's something that's referred to in season four with uh, with Mikasa's uh, with her Asian heritage, right, and all that with that the the ones that come over from. Uh, oh, man, I can't even remember exactly where they came from and all that and what they're referred to as, but uh, but um, yeah, I believe there's they mention it, right? I'm pretty sure that mountain is where they where they acquire the the minerals, right? That stone. Now, I'm sure they'd have to go through a lot to go ahead and, and find the subsidian. And, and do we know exactly how much they need to, to fuel an ODM, right? Like, it's, it's as if you're going in, like, to fuel up your car, right? You, you need to go ahead and fuel it up to a certain amount. Like, would we know exactly how much, like, obsidian to use? I'm sure that's all stuff you figure out, right? Trial and error. Eddie also mentioned something with bamboo, but he can't really recall at the moment. Wow. Um, seems like Eddie's been doing his research trying to create some ODM gear. <laughs> Alright guys, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go ahead and kind of leave it up to an open forum. If there's something you guys want to go ahead and discuss, as I mentioned at the start of the episode, you know, we'll focus on the episode itself, right? Which we just did. Uh, we talked, we did some really, really awesome discussion. But now we're kind of bringing it up to a little bit of an OVA type, you know, episode where if there's something you guys want to talk about. Um, again, I'm leaving it up to the open forum. Uh, any topics you guys have in mind. Uh, if you guys want to talk about the most recent episode. If you guys want to talk about a certain episode specifically in mind, uh, we can go ahead and do that, guys. You guys want to talk about certain characters, maybe deaths. You guys want to talk about whatever AOT stuff, you know, theories, whatever it is. Uh, open forum, guys. Um, and if not, then... Uh, then we can go ahead and kind of end the episode. Uh, and he said, hey, I need a machinist like you, AJ. Oh, man. You know, well, let me become a little bit more polished. Let me go ahead and learn more about the craft. And then, uh, and then yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll get that. Oh, SB says, sorry, guys. I have to cut out now. Love to be here with you guys. But I have work early and good night. Oh, SB, thank you so much again for joining us here live. We missed you so much. And we were so, so happy that you, you're able to join us. Um, good night to you. And uh, hopefully we get to go ahead and see you when we come back two weeks from now. Um, yeah, we loved chatting with you, too. And uh, hopefully you have a good day at work and have a good productive week of work. And thank you again for the recommendations. We'll try to go ahead and get to that uh, to Fenway for sure, right? But yeah, guys. Like I said, if there's something you guys want to go ahead and discuss, I'm going to give you guys a few little moments here to go ahead and kind of uh, throw them out. Um, suggestions and all that. Um, thank you so much, SB. It's all love. But yeah, if there's nothing to go ahead and talk about, guys, if we don't have anything in mind right now, we don't have to go ahead and force topics. Um, and we can go ahead and end it here. I know that we're approaching uh, the two-hour mark, which is which is really, really good. I'm glad that we're able to kind of get to that mark. Um, I was kind of curious to see where we're going to get to. Interesting here, Kyron says that I've seen a post theorizing that Aaron grabbed Hanji and was yelling at her, asking, do you have a plan? The person who posted the meme said that Aaron seen Hanji's death and wanted to know if she had a plan that'll help them stop Aaron. Ooh, okay, this is very interesting. This is, uh, wow, this is, man, you know what? Aaron... Isn't that fascinating? 
kind of like I have to remind myself that Aaron is the puppet master here and he essentially knows all right he's seen it he's seen how things are going to play out and he has to keep pushing forward for for freedom right we saw last episode that his friends were hoping that that they'd be able to reason with Aaron and they'd be able to talk Aaron into stop stopping essentially what he's doing right then Aaron, who obviously is aware, he's 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 out there, he's listening. He makes it known that in order to stop me, you guys are gonna have to kill me with your own hands, right? Which again is like, damn, you know, like there goes that idea. Now we have to go ahead and kill this dude, right? But man, like again, just remembering that Aaron is aware here, right? He's he's aware, right? So for Aaron to go ahead and grab Hanji and ask, do you have a plan, right? Aaron sees Hanji's death and wanted to know if she had a plan that'll help them stop Aaron, right? Or wanted to know if she died in vain. Now, the theory here, right, with that episode is that who was it that says it? Um, but they pretty much say it was Rhina. Rhina says that he believes Aaron wants them to stop him. He wants them to go to end this, right? Now, that's so interesting. Um, do we think that that Aaron wants to did he do that to go ahead and 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 know that Hanji has an idea of how they can stop him? And man, can you imagine being Aaron and kind of like okay, we know that he's doing whatever he he needs to do whatever he's essentially kind of like forced to do, right? To to create this freedom and protect the island of parody, right? And to to see these people that you grew up with, these people that you fought alongside, the people that you care about, to see them die, like no wonder Aaron is so numb in this moment, and he's just so like matter of fact, and he's just so like Man, he's just, that's got to be so difficult to, to have all of that knowledge and, and just like holding that with you. I mean, we see that Aaron's doing whatever he can to go ahead and manipulate people around him, right? Oh, man, that's tough to go ahead and kind of uh, find out. And even though I have an idea as far as that theory of like what Aaron was really doing, do you guys have any sort of ideas? Do you guys have a theory to that, to what Kyron just presented? All right, he says Aaron was cold when he told him straight up like that. They're free to stop him. Yeah, you know, because we saw that Aaron, or we saw that that, that the his friends, right? They want to go ahead and 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 meet up with Aaron so that they could talk with Aaron. Armin wants to logically go ahead and talk with Aaron, right? Armin has always been that person where he's trying to avoid conflict. He's trying to avoid death. He's trying to avoid war, right? But how many times does it actually play out that way to where all it takes is just a conversation? Not often, rarely, right? But then Aaron makes it clear to them, you know, in order to stop me, you have to kill me. 
Eddie here says, so if Aaron can see that far ahead, I'd say he knows who's going to die. I mean... Look at... Ramsey? Ramsey? Who's that? I'm blanking here. Very sad. Very sad to see him reflect on saving Ramsey. Was that the, oh was was that the uh, the one that we see at the beginning of the episode? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. That moment was insane to see because yeah, he has seen it right. He knows, and he's even kind of like pleading for this kid to go ahead and kind of like save him, right? And yeah, wow. In very very crucial detail. I guess that really just further proves that. Aaron wants somebody to to end this and to save them. This Kyron says the manga is even worse when showing those boys. Man, he got so it, it made Kyron very sad. Yeah, I know that the manga. I mean, they they don't sugarcoat it, right? The anime will go ahead and they'll sugarcoat a lot of those really really like tough moments, sad moments, like even gory moments and stuff. But wow. Maybe, for all we know, maybe uh, Aaron's grabbing Hanji because he wants to know that there is a plan to stop him. Damn, that's crazy, you know? Can you imagine having all this power, being a person that Aaron, like being in Aaron's shoes and having that responsibility that he feels that he has to be the one to go ahead and, and go through all this devastation, right, to ensure that the heightened terror ends right or at least that that parody is protected which means literally mass genocide right um yeah i think that he just he's hoping for somebody to end it but also it's like if you can see that far and let's say in the end you know that you're going to get to your Ultimately, you're going to get to your goal. Let's say Aaron gets to his goal, right? Then, like, he has seen that that they, they, that they don't stop him. Again, I, I'm speculating here. I don't know how it ends. I don't want to know how it ends. I would want to go. I want to go and see it. But Eddie says that this next episode, this final episode, probably won't hold back, and they would probably go full rated R. Um, yeah, that'd be incredible to go and see. Yeah, they even did. I feel like this past episode, this most recent episode, that they showed certain things that, like, they normally would go ahead and kind of, you know, again, sugarcoat the scene a little bit, you know? Like, they didn't go full rated R, but, I mean, they were kind of like, you know, they were tiptoeing there on the line. Kyron says that Isayama was in his bag. He'll be the GOAT for real. Yeah, yeah, he's the GOAT for real. Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I mean... It's crazy when you go ahead and you kind of dive into these theories a little bit. And then when you really think about it, you think about the, the evidence that's there, right? All the different information and even just a little kind of connecting of the dots where you're like, damn, there is real weights to these theories, right? It's so, so crazy. And I think, again, it's what makes this anime so damn freaking, you know, just incredible. It's just the fine details, right? That is written that is that is there in the story it's like man it's literally just little details right that just like little detail that can go ahead and connect to so many different theories yeah 
big brain for sure. I love it. Thank you so much, Kyron, for that theory. Do we have any more we want to talk about, guys? Or um, do we want to go ahead and call it? I know it's late for, for you guys. I know it's late for Kyron. Yeah, definitely. Eddie says that Aaron's playing chess on everyone. Yeah. Kyra says, it's late, but I'm holding on. Eddie says he's the gambit. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Man, it's crazy. What I love about this too, it's something that Lexi had mentioned, I think last week too, where it's like the, the way that this anime is able to manipulate us as a viewer to go ahead and see things in a certain way, right? We see it from a certain point of view, right? Whereas if we were to think about it oh, from a different point of view, maybe we would have a different mindset, right? It's a whole thing, that whole mindset of the changing between, you know, Marley and you know the Titan Warriors and what their, their mission is and then you have you know the people here over in the island of parody right and then their victims right and then all of a sudden as the things kind of change here we see now that the the island people here the you know the people here in, in, in parody the scouts and all that and the core group that we have here that are fighting right that they have now this mission that they're going on and then as the mission unfolds we see now that certain people have certain agendas certain kind of motivations certain missions of their own right and then uh it's so crazy when we go ahead and we see that somebody like Aaron can literally start off as a protagonist, right? And then transform and become so powerful that now that they're so damn powerful that they become like the main antagonist. Like, I know at the, at deep down that all of us, we all are, we all are just rooting for Aaron in a certain way where like we want him to kind of just like be his protagonist self again, right? We, we, I at least for me, like I'm in denial here. Right? I'm in denial that I don't believe that this is the real Aaron. Like what we see here currently in the anime, that that's not the real version of him. That's what all of this devastation in his life forced him to become, right? But we know deep down where his heart is. And we, I think for me, like at least speaking for myself, like being in denial about Aaron and who he is, like I just want to see him Again, just be forced to, to, to end what he's doing and to to somehow come back to the light, you know? He's stuck in this darkness. I love it. Eddie here, a great quote saying, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it, it's... We've seen it happen, right? In movies, we've seen it happen. In pop culture, we've seen it happen. You know, shoot, maybe even in real life or whatever, you know? I'm sure there's you know examples out there but yeah it's very very true and that's exactly where aaron's at right now currently in this point where it's like man you know what he has had to endure so much so much tragedy right and then just yeah right like kyron just mentioned but aaron knew he was the villain the whole time yeah and i think again to to, to the point that i'm trying to make though i think is that aaron knew what he had to do Right? Aaron knew he had to do these. And I think he was resisting fighting really early on. 
But then the closer he was getting to those moments where he knew was going to be kind of like pivotal moments, like crucial moments, right? Time altering moments where again, Aaron's hands were tied and maybe he wanted to not do them, right? But he knew that he had to. And it's just like with Aaron forcing his friends to put a stop to this, please, right? Can you imagine how much torture you have to be in, right? To go ahead and be this dominant force, this powerful monster, right? Where you are pleading to your friends, please stop me. Like how much torture Aaron has gone through in his mind, right? Emotionally, we know that he's had to go ahead and deal with so much torture, right? I mean, shoot, this whole Titan Warrior stuff, being a Titan user, like, it's all just weighs so heavy on you. I mean, the examples are right there in front of us. I mean, the two that obviously come to mind are Rhina and Aaron. I mean, yeah, they're so different, but they're also, you know, so similar in many ways. There's those parallels, right? I mean, Rhina has gone through so much hell. But... Man, it's crazy. I mean, shoot, even Armin is just dealing with all just the weight of all the loss of lives that he had to go ahead and literally, you know, he had to take away these lives by transforming and becoming that, you know, that colossal titan. <laughs> Follow Sun God. What's up, man? Yes, you're very late. We're coming to a close very, very shortly, man. But thank you still for popping in. We appreciate it, man. I hope that you're doing well. Hope that you're having yourself a good weekend. Um, but yeah, you made it though. We're just talking about some incredible theories and all that. We're talking about a little bit of the most recent episode. Um, yeah. Rewatch it. <laughs> yeah. I will say so myself that I think it was a good episode, guys. I think we did a, we did a good job of covering a lot of different topics and stuff. Um, but again, yeah, before we go ahead and get to a close... Uh, Fallow says, my bad. Work got me in a chokehold. Uh-oh, pause. <laughs> all good, bro. All good. I get it, man. You know, it seems like, at least for me, like, work also has been very, very hectic the last couple of weeks. And I think, too, as I mentioned, it's going to be because we're, we're going to be traveling soon and all that. So I think uh, it's been it's been very chaotic. And I know that it's work has been kind of crazy. So I completely understand. Thank you so much, Eddie. He says, it was a great episode. I came through and I delivered. Thank you. You know, uh, me and Lexi talked about it. She tried so hard to go ahead and be here for this episode. Unfortunately, again, she was feeling ill. She wasn't quite there. She wasn't able to do the voices and all that and stuff. You know, uh, she also didn't want to get me sick as well. Uh, she wanted to be here, but she she thought it was best to just sit this one out. Um, and we talked about the idea of also taking this episode off. But you know what? I'm like, man, I'm not going to be here next week. You know, there's not going to be an episode next week. So I didn't want to go ahead and, and have two weeks of no Attack the Talk content, you know? So... But thank you so much, Eddie. I appreciate, appreciate that. All right, guys. Again, open forum here. Is there anything else that we need to go ahead and talk about? Any other theories? Crazy theories that you have, Kyron? Yeah, I agree. Kyron says Lexi needs the rest. Is she And she better lay down. Yeah, definitely. We hope Lexi gets well soon. Yes, Eddie. Definitely. I will say sometimes Lexi can go ahead and, and uh, you know, she is... Uh, 
very much competitive in the sense where it's like, I think maybe for her, she doesn't want to just completely lay down and just rest and do nothing because she feels like she can go ahead and you know what I can I can do more I can go ahead and do I can do something to go ahead and and uh, and get better I can you know maybe not realizing that hey maybe the best thing is to just lay down and rest you know Lexi has that ambition like that she has that competitive nature in that where you know what I'm not gonna go ahead and just lay down she's not gonna be like Flagel. <laughs> Um, Kyron says, uh, too bad we aren't Titan shifters and we can just heal faster. Can you imagine that? Like just literally just the fact that you can go ahead and just heal. Like that's a great question here. Like do the Titan users, do they get sick? I don't think they do because you would think that their body prevents all that. They go ahead and they heal. Kyron put an O on caps. Does he have something he wants to talk about? I'm very, very curious. I'm on the edge of my seat here. Yeah, Alex says, I hate not feeling productive. Yes. Hate in all caps. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyron, so I think he actually uh, sent this to us over on Instagram, but this, this meme that Kyron's referring to is a meme where in the very, very beginning when Aaron is just going through his uh, tradet, or tradet, his uh, training, his cadet training, right? Um, yeah, that we know that he's failing with this first kind of this this training obstacle, right, which is to go ahead and, and, and learn how to use this ODM gear, this ODM rig, and balance yourself, right? And he's not able to do it. We ultimately find out that it's, you know, his a faulty equipment, right? But yeah, when he goes and he falls and he uh, he gets concussed, um, that's the big word that Lexi doesn't like to go ahead and hear. So blame Kyron for mentioning that one. Sorry, Lex, we can put that one on Kyron. I know we don't want to use that word in, in, in front of you. Uh, no, I'm only joking, Kyron. But, um, but yeah, in that moment, we see that there is smoke on... That's coming from Aaron's head. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's crazy is that when you go back and you watch these early episodes, there's so much like now that we know what we know, right? We know who's Titans. We know all that, right? Like even when when Aaron and and you know the rest of the, the class, they're over in this kind of like cafeteria, right? They're 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 there. They're all kind of like in this, you know, they're they're conversating and stuff, right? Aaron, of course, is talking about like, oh, is that what they call him? Referring to the Armored Titan. Like, oh, man, you know, blah, blah, blah. Not that big of a deal. Who does the camera? Where does the camera show? Like, who does it show? It shows Rhina, right? And uh, I think it's very, very interesting because when you go back and you watch, again, it's like, oh, man, so, so crazy. And even like, like to the moment that you mentioned here, right, Kyron, about when Aaron gets injured and we see him with steam and all that, right? Um Cameron says, at first glance, you think it's just artistic expression, but no, he's actually healing. Yeah, I think that's what we first initially thought because sometimes when, you know, cartoons or even anime and stuff like that, they kind of over-exaggerate a little bit where, like, if somebody gets frustrated or whatever, you see the steam or whatever, right? That maybe that's what it was, but no. He obviously is healing himself because we see the steam. But that's another moment, too, when... Remember the moment when Rhina is captured by the female Titan and she it appears that she crushes... Oh, Rhina. But then Rhina is able to go ahead and escape. And we see him. He goes and he, he, he's running away. What's surrounding him? Steam. Right? You see the steam around him. And we're thinking, again, at first glance, we're like, oh, it's the steam from the Titan's hand. Because he carved this Titan, you know, he carved uh, the female Titan's freaking, you know, fingers off to go ahead so he can escape. No, this fool was actually healing himself. Right? And also that we know that he also pointed the female Titan in the right direction because he carved, you know, the location of where Aaron's supposed to be. 
leave it to Big Brain Armin to figure that one out. And they're like, oh, Ryan is the one who did that, right? Yeah. I agree. Yeah, AOT is so freaking good. And he says, right, and I thought that it was something silly, but not so that I'm in your face, but the fact that AOT does that right in front of your face, and we see right from episode one, right, the Colossal Titan vaporizing with steam. Yeah. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like, when you go ahead, and, and something too, like when, as I mentioned, right, the process of, like, coming up with scripts and everything, stuff for these episodes, is that we go back and we... Uh, rewatch the episodes we go ahead and we'll like freeze frame and, and talk about certain details and all that right we did that so early on and then season one again like myself lex zach like we were seeing details right certain stuff right where it's like whoa like like eddie just mentioned like it's not like so clear cut right where you're gonna go ahead and notice it watching it for the first time but then when you go back and you rewatch re it it is right there in front of your face. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like, we've talked about it too in this podcast and one of the earlier, I think, OVAs, but like, there, there are episodes where people are claiming that Aaron from different timelines, right? Like the hooded Aaron or whatever, that he is in the background in some of those early episodes in season one. Like, people have evidence to that where you kind of see like a little bit of like a hazy character, right? Where maybe it looks like he's wearing the same attire, same clothing wear. Is that on purpose? Who knows? And if it is, all credit to Isiyama, man, because for him to go ahead and, and just have that character design and know that this is what the character is going to look like over all the way down the line in season four, damn, incredible details. I love it. But yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. AOT is so freaking good. All right, guys. I think that we've covered up a lot. We've covered a lot of topics and stuff. You know, we've we've kind of uh, went down the rabbit hole and talked about some pretty, pretty interesting theories. Uh, but I know it is getting late. Um, yeah. Getting everything, everything, everywhere, all at once vibes. Yeah. Which, beautiful movie. I remember for the longest time I didn't watch that movie, but then all these different people, like, we're saying that you need to watch this movie. It's so freaking good. I'm like, I guess I have to watch this movie. So I remember I watched it and I was like in awe of its beauty. I'm like, oh my gosh. Again, just like with AOT, we talk about details. Like the detail, the, the details in this movie, mm, incredible. And, you know, congratulations for all the awards that it won. And credit to the cast as well for executing it. Um, but yeah, guys, I just want to thank you all again so much for sticking around and, and, and you know, just doing this episode with me. Again, I know that it was just me doing solo pod. Uh, Lexi, thank you so much for joining in chat. And just for everybody else who joined in chat, everybody else that's listening, um, it means a lot that uh, we were able to go ahead and, and uh, you know, go ahead and create this, this, this good episode. I do. I feel like this was a good episode, guys. And thank you again for just... Uh, really contributing a lot of awesome uh, topics of conversation and even just your guys' inputs over on the Q&A and the, and the poll. Um, I appreciate your guys' feedback so much. You guys know that. But yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll finally get to a close, guys. Sorry, Valo Sun God. I know you joined uh, a little late, but um, but yeah, definitely go ahead and, and uh, watch the episode or go ahead and wait till uh, Friday when it gets um, you know published over on Spotify, over on YouTube. You know, you can go ahead and go back and watch it then. Yeah, it was definitely a good episode. But yeah, guys, so um, 
He can re- rewind the steam, the stream, yeah, the steam, yeah. He can go back and steam, yeah. <laughs> he can rewind the stream, definitely. All this steam talk. <laughs> um, but here we go, guys. Um, we're gonna finally get to a close. That wraps up another episode of Attack to Talk. This is season three of Attack to Talk. Uh, remember, guys, new episodes will be streamed live on Twitch. Remember, no episode next week. Uh, I will be away in Boston for work. Um, so uh, we will be back in two weeks. So um, hope that you guys enjoy that time. You know, have a good week. And next weekend, you hope that you, we hope that you guys go ahead and, you know, come up with some good plans and stuff like that, you know, or even if you just want to have a nice, chill, relaxing weekend, however you decide to, 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 to enjoy your weekend. Um, we hope that it's a good one. Um, as I mentioned, we will be back in two weeks uh, to continue on with uh, these episodes. And uh, make sure you guys go ahead and follow along over on uh, on Instagram at Attack to Talk Podcast. Um, yeah, cue the old Elevator Attack on Titan podcast music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys go ahead and follow along on the Instagram. Um, Lexi made that awesome link tree. It's available over on the profile there. That's where you guys will go ahead and uh, see all the different platforms that we're available on. Uh, make sure you guys follow along so that you guys get all your updates. Uh, we will go ahead and give a reminder to you guys as well that there will be no episode, but we will be back next week. Um, yeah, check it out, guys. Yep, we will be back to attack. Yeah, the music. I know we talked about it, I think, a couple weeks ago. When we were really uh, reflecting over on uh, on the you know the early days of Attack the Talk podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the lo-fi vibes for sure. All right, guys. Now we want to give a huge shout out to our editor, Nate Plays Bad. I say it after every single episode, guys. But Nate literally has done so much for this podcast; it's incredible, and I'm so appreciative of you, Nate. Um, we really would not be where we're at right now if it wasn't for you, Nate. Um, just being able to go ahead and, and and just have all this awesome equipment, you know, um, just all the different times I was able to go and reach out to you, Nate, and ask questions and stuff. And you have been always so available, and I'm so appreciative of you, Nate. Thank you so much. And huge shout out to you, Nate Plays Bad. Make sure you guys go ahead and follow along and support Nate because Nate has done so much to support this podcast. Let's do our part and support him. Right, guys? Um, go to his YouTube channel. Go to his uh, Twitch so you guys can go ahead and get alerted to whenever he's going to uh, be streaming live. It's all under the same name, and that is Nate Plays Bad. You guys see it at the end of our published episodes when his awesome little character goes and gets hit in the face with the uh, coins and all that and it shows that it's been edited by nate plays bad i love that um but huge shout out to you nate uh thank you again so much man for just everything that you've done for this podcast and i appreciate it let's talk about some merch guys uh in our link tree we have a link to collector sesh that is collector underscore sesh uh that is their name over on Instagram. Go ahead and follow them. And they also have a link that you, guys, that, free, that you guys can use there. We have a link that you guys can use as well over in our link tree. That's in our uh, Instagram profile page. Um, yeah, guys, go ahead and click that link. It'll take you to their online store. You guys can go and do some browsing. They have some awesome anime merch. And um, yeah, go ahead and support them, guys, because they're awesome people. They also have a second Instagram that is uh, named Geeky Statues, where you guys can go ahead and see the different figures, different other uh uh, merch that they have available there guys um so go go ahead and support them at uh, collector underscore sesh and at geeky statues um lexi has a promo code for you guys to use uh at fandomian 
Fandomian is another link that we have available. It's a link in our link tree. Uh, you, click, you click that link. Again, it'll take you to their online store. You guys can go ahead and do some browsing. They have a ton of anime merch, and they have a ton of other merch as well that goes beyond anime, right? They have a, whatever's kind of like popular, whatever's going on, right? Whatever uh, crazy cool little, uh, I know that they've went, um, well, like that Wednesday or whatever, right? With the, the Adam Family type stuff, right? I, didn't ha- I haven't seen it. Um, but, uh, I know that when I was, that thing was very, very popular that they had uh, a lot of merch for that. Obviously last of us, they have merch for that as well. Right. Any DC related stuff, MCU stuff. Um, yeah, Lexi has uh, an update for us. Uh, if you want to go ahead and give us an update, Lex over on in, in chat here, she just said Fandomian just released some new merch. So if you want to go ahead and elaborate on that, Lex, we would appreciate it, but make sure you guys go ahead and follow along over on the Instagram attack to talk podcast. So you guys can go to our link tree. So you guys can go ahead and click that link that'll take you to their online store. So you guys can go ahead and do the browsing you guys can see the new merch i know that lexi has mentioned before that she uh that they message her and they tell her what's kind of what's new what's on the way so that she can go ahead and let us know uh and get ahead of the game right so whatever it is you guys see that you guys like uh lexi if you guys decide to go ahead and purchase lexi has a promo code for you guys to use and that is promo code lex promo code lex and it'll uh it'll be a 10 percent off discount or 10 percent discount off of your guys's uh purchase order um it definitely helps guys uh and it helps lexi out too whenever you guys use that promo code um so go ahead and uh do some browsing search and see what they got available guys um it's an awesome way to go ahead and also purchase some gifts make sure you guys uh are courteous and do your your spending uh in advance uh, i don't know exactly the timeline as far as when the merch arrives and all that but um yeah guys fandomian's got some awesome stuff um yeah so we'll see if lexi wants to go ahead and update us over on uh what's available and all that but um let's talk about some art right i mentioned earlier in this episode that uh there was this awesome photo that uh, eddie posted right and that we actually we, we added to our story as well and that is a poster of him and caesar right each holding onto each other's uh art which was incredible right i loved it so much um they're both just super talented you can, you, can, you guys can just see it from the from the photo right the art that they're holding um again it's super super creative super uh like interesting right and then just see the style of art that they have right and if you guys want to see that style of art that they have available make sure you guys go ahead and follow them right follow our friend eddie here who's joining us live right here in, in chat right follow him over at art dewan so you guys can go ahead and see the art that he's been uh creating and drawing and stuff you know see his style of art um and then also if you want to see the stuff that's available that caesar has go ahead and follow caesar at art underscore of underscore caesar um uh, Again, it was so awesome to see you guys both there in that photo. Hope that you guys both had a tremendous time over in that uh, that art event. It's so cool when we see like the world collide like that, you know. It's so so cool to see. Um, I know that also too. Shout out to Kyron as well. Kyron uh, mentioned over his uh, his photography account, right? And and, and that's something that uh, Kyron's been doing as a hobby, and it and it's uh, it's super super cool, man. Uh, hope that 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 hobby of yours is, is doing well. Um, the photography has been looking looking really really clean guys uh really clean and looking really really good um excited to see what else you post for us but yeah shout out to to kyron um eddie says bro it was legendary and what a small world definitely um but yeah so many talented friends that we have here guys in, in our community here uh in this podcast and stuff our friend group here uh it's so so cool to see and um and yeah Valo's Sun God as well. I know that he wants to be a content creator and I hope that that's still going well. Um, yeah, I know that you said that your YouTube channel. So, 
But yeah, guys, we have a lot of just super creative minds that we have here, guys, around us. And it's so, so cool. It really does. It inspires me to go ahead and obviously be better in this podcast, to be more creative and stuff, right? To try to just, uh, you know, doing the different script stuff and all that and be like, oh, let's see, uh, let's go in and maybe we can chat about this or, you know, or, or how we kind of want you know focus, you know, talking about a certain thing, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm so appreciative, guys, of, of this awesome kind of community that we have, that we've all kind of created and we've built, you know? It's so, so cool and I love it. So with all that being said, guys, um, again, just thank you all so much for the continuous support, right? For you guys showing up here, joining me live here as we stream on Sundays and taking the time out of your guys' day, right? To just talk about some awesome AOT stuff, right? It means a lot to me. Um, for the ones that are listening that aren't even joining in chat, right? The ones that are just listening and, and, and you know, just following along and, and who support every single week. The ones that go ahead and listen, you know, when the episodes are published. Um, I'm so appreciative of all of you. It, you know, means the world to me. I love you all so much. And again, just the creative, the, this community that we are creating, it's, it means so much to me. You know, and I can only hope that we continue to go ahead and, and build this awesome community and it grows. And then, and again, just, you know, um, we go ahead and we just continue creating awesome memories, you know, because that's what life's all about. Right. It's just trying to do the things that you love, push forward and, and try to just, you know, work towards our awesome aspirations and our goals in life. Right. Again, we talked about it, it takes a lot of work. Right. But it's just about keep pushing through pushing forward one step at a time one day at a time right commander Irvin likes those little victories let's go ahead and just enjoy those little victories right and it's just about building memories and i love it guys we're building memories here we're building awesome relationships and stuff i'm so appreciative of you all and uh yeah so um it sucks that i'm not going to be here with you guys or be here talking with you guys next week but i'm going to be so excited to go ahead and hear from you all again in two weeks um and uh yeah, I'm sure time will fly, guys. We know that this month is flying by so freaking quick anyways. You know, I feel like literally like like we're we're getting to the end of March. It's so insane, you know? So time will fly and we'll 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 be here chatting uh, live, you know, together again sooner rather than later for sure. You know, before we know it. Eddie says, yes, life is short, but the journey is memorable as you guys learn and the view at the top when you accomplish your goals just makes it worth it. But man. Two weeks can't come fast enough. Oh, that's so awesome, man. Thank you so much for that, for that, Eddie. But yeah, definitely. You know, that's true. Life is so short. We see that, unfortunately, in the world we live in today. Um, life is short, right? And uh, yeah, it's just once you're able to go ahead and accomplish whatever it is you want to accomplish, whatever that goal is, right? If once you accomplish that, it's like, man, it's just when you go and re you reflect, right? And you, you think about those memories and everything and, every, and what it took. Again, the accomplishment is so savory right so thank you so much for that Eddie I love it so make sure guys we keep spreading the word um, again we went we gave a huge shout out to Kyron last week you know we want to give a shout out again for Kyron stepping up and taking over the TikTok account uh, I hope that the TikTok account is going well for you man hope it's not too much work for you man you know uh, but uh, thank you again so much for stepping up and and, uh, and being a part of the creative team uh, it means a lot again to me it means a lot to Lex it means a lot to Zach that you're you want to be a part of you know this 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 team in that that form in that capacity you know um, so thank you again and, and huge shout out again to Kyron Make sure you guys go ahead and follow the TikTok account at Attack Talk Podcast so you guys can see what Kyron is coming up with, the different content that he, that he, that he has that he wants to go ahead and post. Um, yeah. 
Make sure you guys also, um, as I mentioned, follow along over on the Instagram, right? Attack Talk Podcast. So you guys can go ahead and, and be up to date on all of the questions that we ask. We do a question, you know, weekly question over on Spotify. On, we used to do it on Spotify, but now we do it over on Instagram, right? A weekly question that we ask over on, on Instagram. And we've gotten so many tremendous uh, responses. Um, and uh, we also do the poll results as well. The poll we ask over on Spotify as well as over on Instagram. So make sure you guys continue to follow along. Um, as I mentioned, guys, your guys' feedback is just so, so awesome. I love it so much. And again, the different kind of insights that we got, right, that, that I learned from your guys' responses, you know, I just it, it, it brings me so much joy because I love learning new stuff about Attack on Titan. I love it. Um, Kyron gives us, gives us an update over on the TikTok, says it's been going good. He goes, we've gotten four new followers from Twitch. Uh, on Twitch from TikTok, uh, but don't quote me on that, okay? Uh, but still, the fact that we're slowly growing, man, it's just, again, a positive sign and, and it's a step in the right direction. So keep doing your thing, Kyron. You know, um, again, thank you so much for joining the team. And, you know, we just, let's keep pushing this this uh, adventure forward and keep, you know, taking those, uh, you know, victories one step at a time, you know, and continuing to do our part in, in growing this podcast. Um I know that Eddie, too, has also been very, very active in trying to spread the word. Uh, so thank you so much for that, Eddie. Appreciate it. Um, I just appreciate you guys all so much. Everybody that, that shows their support, whether you're you're here joining me chatting, whether you're just listening, whether you're watching at a later time, you know, whether you just follow uh, us on different platforms. Like the fact that you are supporting us means so much. Right. So thank you all. With all that being said, guys, um, we are finally going to go ahead and get out of here. Um awesome awesome episode today guys um we want to of course again uh wish lex the best in her uh healthy endeavor here and hope that she uh she she heals up very very quickly and that she gets an awesome titan ability she's hoping for the jaw titan uh in two weeks when we get back lex you gotta let us know what titan you acquired um and then uh Shout out to Zach as well. Thank you so much again, Zach, for for posting all the polls that we have uh, over on Instagram, and also for uh, you know just uh, the support that you you have for us, man. And we know that life has been very busy for you, and the the fact that you are taking time to go ahead and enjoy uh, being over in Cancun, man, is awesome. I love it, and I hope that you continue, man, to just uh, enjoy those good vibes. And hopefully, we get to have uh, Zach back on the podcast sooner rather than later as well. So, uh, all right, guys, shout out to the Tech Talk Levi squad, the day ones. You guys are awesome. Um, to the rest of the AOT family, guys, I hope that you guys all stay safe, right? Just, you know, like we mentioned, life is short, right? But just please be safe. Uh, spread that positivity in this life. Um, and, uh, you know, hope that you guys have a great week. Just like Eddie just mentioned. So thank you so much. Eddie wishes that we all have a great week. And, um, We'll be back before you know it. Definitely. Two weeks will go by like that. We hate, hate. We love, love. We love you guys. Attack to talk is, uh, it's incredible, man. I love this community so much, right? So I love you guys. This is AJ signing off and, uh, I'll see you guys in two weeks. All right, guys. I'm out of here. Bye. See you, Kyrie.